Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor, and uh, welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Uh, this month, we are in the right smack dab in the middle of our Catching Up on Keanu month. Uh, this is a special event wherein uh, Kyle and I will be exploring the filmography of one Keanu Reeves, uh, largely in anticipation of John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, I think that's the full title. Sure. <laughs> Anyway, if you're unfamiliar with the standard format of the show, uh, Catching Up on Cinema is a podcast wherein uh, Kyle and I select films to introduce one another to. Uh, oftentimes this involves one of us selecting a movie that one of us has seen and the other one has not. Uh, and in this way, we kind of help each other to catch up on cinema, you know, expand our horizons. Uh, so for this episode, uh, I selected Man of Tai Chi from 2013, directed by Keanu Reeves. Um, I had seen this film previously. In fact, I own it. It's on my shelf. Uh, and Kyle was seeing this for the first time. Um, I wouldn't call this an amazing film by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it has a few things here and there to offer, and just the sheer novelty of seeing a film that was directed by Keanu Reeves is kind of a special thing, because as far as I know, it's the only film he's ever directed. It probably will be. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, not 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 from my point of view. Um, but this the budget, the estimated budget of this movie was like twenty five million. It made a hundred grand. It grossed a hundred grand. And that's, yeah. Where was there just no more? I mean, I'm assuming this was a released mostly in China. Like this was a this was focused on the Chinese box office, and it just did not do well. Apparently. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's kind of funny because it. it it more or less is a Chinese film. Yeah. Uh, even the production banners are largely Chinese. It's, it's almost like split right down the middle between American financing groups and Chinese ones. But yeah, in terms of marketing, marketability, uh, I think the plan was to sell it to China and other parts of Asia. But the fact of the matter is, as much love as Keanu Reeves has for Tiger Chen, I don't know that he's marketable. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a he's a 37-year-old man who looks like he's 20, so I could see them being like, yeah, it's not really our leading guy. He looks like a 20-year-old woman if you're yeah. if you're if you see him from across the room, but Tiger Chen, um funny enough, uh, I think it's very fitting that we're recording this episode today uh, because this is the uh, home video <laughs> release date of a Triple Threat, oh. which my which my brother and I reviewed uh, on the show about what, a couple months ago, uh, and Tiger Chen w apparently was largely responsible for getting that project off the ground and is, in fact, supposed to be one of the headlining cast members. Uh, his name's real big on the poster, but I I said it in that review for, for Triple Threat. He is a charisma vacuum in so many ways. Mm. He's, a, he's a very capable performer, definitely. Like he, He's a very skilled martial artist, but... In terms of, like, gravitas and natural on-screen charisma, he just doesn't really have it. No. Um, and it's funny. The, the way this film came together, and I, I like, I probably do a better job selling this film than, than Keanu Reeves himself did, because he, he strikes me as a pretty humble guy. Yeah. But the, the way I think of this film is, like, uh, it's, a, it's a gift. Keanu Reeves befriended Tiger Chen on the set of the Matrix films, uh, it's it's well known that the two of them worked together like extensively on the on the stunt and choreography work for those films, 
and uh, the two of them hit it off. And I actually had the director commentary for this movie like running in the background just a few minutes ago. And I guess they've been, they'd been talking about getting together to make a movie uh, for like almost a decade before it actually got made. So this is something that they've been talking over for a really long time. And the way I think of this movie is it's Keanu Reeves' gift to his good friend, Tiger Chen. <laughs> because I, other than this movie, uh, and then like some other stuff that came out like five years after the fact, uh, he's, he's never been a leading man. He's never been a, a, a martial arts slash actor. He's strictly just been a stunt guy who's there to fall down. And so this was like his one shot where it's like, I'm going to pay for it. And you're gonna be in it. It's gonna be your launch pad, brah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it didn't quite work out, but I do think it's very sweet that two friends would get together to make a movie that made made both of them happy. And it's it's like the ultimate Christmas gift, I guess, if you're a if you're a martial arts slash actor that doesn't quite have leading man qualities. <laughs> Um, from my, my point of view uh, for this movie, uh, just so the listeners know, uh, I don't I don't really get into fighting movies. Uh, it's just not my thing. I'm not into martial arts films. So you don't like firefighters and you don't like martial artists? Yeah, no. I'm going, I'm going martial arts over firefighters, but uh, <laughs> movie-wise, movie-wise, sorry. Um, well, yeah, I was expecting this to be not very good because uh, I'd never heard of it, and I saw the budget and how much it made. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. This is actually a fairly decent film. Like, this is... I mean, as far as, like, the fighting goes, I'm like, there's actually fighting in here. And it's quite frequent. And I'm not sure how you feel about the fight choreography. There were quite a few scenes where I was like, okay, I can see the wire work a little bit. I mean, it looked pretty decent. Uh, first couple of fights. The the end fight, I think, is why this movie tanked. <laughs> because <laughs> poor Keanu, man. He's just six one. Now, I, I was going to ask you, um, Keanu isn't a martial artist. I know that he had to do training for the Matrix uh, movie. Uh, yeah. The, what, uh, was it the Wachowskis? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they had him do, like I think it was like six months of training. It may uh, have been more. I think it was like nine. It was it was extensive. They had to do quite a bit of training. And it, like, he's not a martial artist, I would say. Uh, he's had some some training. But I'm assuming, um, I'm sorry, I, uh, Tiger, I'm assuming he's been doing this shit since he was like two. Yeah, uh, at one point towards the very end of the movie, there's actually some footage of him when he was like eight. Yeah, uh, he's he's a lifelong martial artist. Well, I remember watching Machida fight. Uh, oh, I can't remember the dude. Um, uh, but they were talking about Machida. Like, yeah, he's been training since he was three. I'm like, holy shit! And then the guy <laughs> like that was watching with me. He's like, yeah, dude, all those dudes have been training since they were kids. And like, yeah, you can see that in that final boss fight, which I was I was disappointed with that the the Keanu fight. Keanu's not even get he's not extending his leg all the way. Like there's still I don't a think bend he in can. his knee. Uh, I, he, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't six limber one up. in his late <laughs> like late thirties, maybe early, definitely early forties. I'm sorry, early forties. Yeah, and he barely, his knee is still bent when he's doing these kicks. I'm like God damn it, Keanu. I know that you had to be the final boss, but you could have done guns. You didn't have to be. It didn't have to be a fight. No, the the man's pelvis was not ready. <laughs> it's like it, it just he just could not get the elevation on those kicks. No. And yeah, he he's he's always been kind of stiff. Even even in the John Wick films, like he he switched over to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for the. 
John Wick films. That's largely what the foundation of the choreography in those films is based off of. Yeah. Um, apparently, he got really into that too. Um, that seems more his speed, especially now that he's very solidly in his fifties. Um, but yeah, I mean, even in the Matrix films, even when he was you know in the prime of his conditioning, he was never an amazing martial arts talent. But the enthusiasm is, I think, what counts. Gotcha. Like, like you can tell that he he really enjoys doing this shit. Like he really likes throwing himself into it. But goddamn, he is stiff. <laughs> like he he has in this movie in Man of Tai Chi, he he has the posture of a man who has seriously broken his neck at some point. Like he's had I, a spinal fusion or something. He did, like we were when we just covered um, Chain Reaction. Like he was filming that with that injury, and I think that injury might be lingering. Like it might have just followed him. Because if, if that stiffness you're seeing in the Matrix, Chain Reaction was three years before the Matrix, so yeah, that, that might was 96. be the reason. This is 2013. Because um, he was spry as shit in Point Break. Like, yeah. he, he didn't have that problem. Yeah, he, he was moving pretty well in Speed too. But yeah, I Chain don't Reaction. Speed. He, Chain Reaction. There's a there's a weird like pulled out shot of him running up that drawbridge where mm-hmm. he actually takes a bad step, and I was like, is that where it happened? Kind of <laughs> no. made me. <clears throat> kind of made me think of uh, Rumble in the Bronx when uh, Jackie Chan famously shattered his foot. Yeah, I, I, I think I think they may have left that shot in there because why wouldn't you? <laughs> why you, would you you'd take have that to. Out? They definitely yeah. put it in the outtakes. I remember seeing yeah. that when he had his uh, sock cast. They they drew a sneaker. on. <laughs> do you think he's a set tyrant? Do you think he's just a, a Brando, or do you think that he's a real nice guy, Ch- Jackie Chan? Oh, I think he's a massive dick. <laughs> you think so? God damn it. I, I, want, I want him to be so nice. By the way, um, that Rush Hour 2 movie uh, really screwed up Chinese movies for me. Because now every time I see Bamboo, there's a scene in here where the detective is sit, standing in uh, like near Bamboo. Every time I like, Chinese Bamboo, it's very strong. Very strong. <laughs> it's very strong every time I see it. Um, so yeah, do you want to jump into the plot here? Sure. Uh, so... Man of Tai Chi is a it's a fairly standard story. In fact, a lot of elements in this movie are fairly standard. However, they're all ably executed, um, which I think you, you mentioned. This is actually a decent film in a lot of ways. And it's, it's a not decent amazing. Chinese film. It, it definitely it's, feels like a Chinese film. It does. But uh, the basic plot is we have Tiger Chen uh, playing Tiger Chen. Yeah, I, like I appreciate <laughs> they, that. Uh, they Tony Danza'd him. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's not no, used to answering yeah. to different names. <laughs> um, no, I don't go by Anthony. That's Tony. <laughs> it's always Tony. It's always Tony. <laughs> don't confuse me. <laughs> not when the cameras are running. You call me Anthony, I'll punch you in the throat. I used to be a boxer, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a very good one, but you know, I still got it. The power's the it. last thing to go. The power. <laughs> uh, so Tiger Chen is a man of tai chi uh, he's a practitioner of tai chi um he lives kind of a boring life of a delivery driver by day and then when he has free time he goes to hang out with his master at the temple um some financial concerns come into the picture uh so he needs to get paid and uh, he ends up following in with the wrong crowd uh, <laughs> namely keanu reeves playing a character by the name of donaka mark what the fuck kind of name is that? That's the director. I don't know. <laughs> Keanu, what what were you thinking? We'll be referring uh, to him as Keanu, or as I want to call him, Palpatine in this movie. No joke, man. He, he's I feel he's like emperor some, out. 
Yeah, I mean, he just needed a hood or something at some point. He has he's, a mask, but he, he does have a mask. Yeah. He's he's just telling him the whole movie. He's like, "Oh, you just don't even know you can do it. You can be uh, evil." I, I would have loved to have heard Keanu say, "Good." <laughs> he Good. needs a. <laughs> he needed a mustache for this role. He looks he, too cool. He looks too cool I, in this. He needed you know, an actually, evil mustache. That, that uh, stiffness, we, we, the aforementioned stiffness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's slightly remedied, actually, by the long hair and the beard in the John Wick mm. movies. No, Cause, interesting. Because, yeah, I think clean-shaven Keanu makes it worse. <laughs> oh, the reviews are already in for John Wick 3, and it's apparently pretty good. That's what I've heard. Uh, so, long story short, mm. uh, this is a, I guess, what, a morality tale of sorts? Where uh, Tiger Chen's moral code is threatened by the allure of... Money and and not women, but just money. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly not women. So uh, th- basically, he's being threatened with being corrupted uh, by using his martial arts ability for practicing martial arts on people, as opposed to personal development and harmony. Uh, so yeah, that's our plot rundown. Uh, I guess we should get to the movie. Uh, so the film opens with this really obnoxious strobe effect. Uh, it's lots of it's like black and white flashing uh, this is actually intentional because uh, there's definitely a yin yang theme throughout like aesthetically throughout the entire film um, it's one, like one of the core tenets of tai chi philosophy anyway it, the strobe effect i was like okay i'm already going to have a seizure that's great in the first 10 seconds of the film uh, we get our title. Uh, there is a font that they use throughout this entire film that, unfortunately, I don't know the name of, but I call it the Steakhouse font because if you've ever been to a like a mid-tier steakhouse, you've seen this font. <laughs> um, it's a copper plate gothic. That's what was used in the uh, the the video at the end. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I if that's the same font. Then yeah, it's it's copper plate gothic. You you being a man with restaurant experience, I would expect <laughs> you to be intimately familiar with this font. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we open with two fellas fighting in a what looks like it's an ab- it's like, an empty pool. It looks like they actually used the same set from Unleashed. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh no, absolutely. It's not. a it's a Jet Li film. It's it's shot in France, I believe. Mm. Uh, and, uh, Bob Hoskins is in there, and and Morgan Freeman. You had me at Bob Hoskins. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But uh, Scott Atkins is oh. in the is in the swimming pool fight in that movie, and also Silvio Simak, who makes an appearance in this film a little later. So a lot of connections here. Uh, there, put it to you this way, there aren't that many on screen martial artists in in the film industry. <laughs> so like, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of familiar faces. Um, so yeah, it's two fellas fighting. Uh, from uh, no, no, no. It, it's not two fellas fighting. It's a background guy from Mortal Kombat beating the shit out of some white nerd. Is what's happening. Yeah, I, I mean, you beat me to it. Uh, it is a little bit one-sided. <laughs> it's a little bit one-sided. <laughs> it's a little bit one-sided. Um, yeah, this kid looks so like Rufio if he was on steroids. Yeah, no joke, actually. Uh, he's dark-skinned Asian fella. Apparently he's Korean. Um, but yeah, he's beating this guy's ass. Apparently he's an Aussie. Uh, I couldn't. You couldn't tell that because he never speaks. But no. uh, on the commentary, I, I heard Keanu mention that Tiger Chen did not seem impressed. By the way, <laughs> with either of these guys, <laughs> um, and then Keanu shows up on the PA around the time when uh, when 
the Korean fella is beating the piss out of uh, this this yeah. poor Aussie. Uh, and Keanu tells him, finish him. But not as cool because it's Keanu. So he's he only goes in like he only goes halfway with it. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like, finish him. Finish him. Hey, you should finish him. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. <laughs> uh, and then we keep cutting back between like a police raid. Um, and we're I guess we're led to believe that the police are attempting to raid this this underground fight of some sort uh, and at some point it becomes apparent that this guy is not going to get finished uh, so no. I love Ke- I love Keanu's body language here uh, Keanu walks into the into the fighting arena with a black mask and gloves and the mask is like almost like kingdom of heaven uh ed norton's mask <laughs> but black yeah um but he walks in and he just shirt he just shoots this guy like the dirtiest look like couldn't even fucking <laughs> it's like couldn't like no words this. are exchanged but he just like saunters into the room and he's like mm, piece of shit <laughs> yeah then then he uh leans over the fallen aussie and steven seagal's him on the ground just yeah. snaps his neck just snaps his neck and then uh, we cut back to the raid, and uh, apparently they got their hot tip was not very hot because uh, they just find like a lotus flower and no fighting arena. So shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then he he goes to the kid, uh, the buff Rufio, and takes it. He goes into the locker room and uh, stabsville. He just stabs the fuck out of him. Uh, yeah. Because he didn't kill the guy. Yeah, he's very disappointed. Um. Well, I think there was more to that death than just that. I think he knew he was an informant, and that's why he killed him, too. Yeah, that becomes apparent to us, the viewers, a little bit later, but there's distinct possibility he was aware of that, as we see later in the film, that he he has some good surveillance people. <laughs> like He has he, incredible he, surveillance people. Yeah, he puts cameras in places they can't possibly be. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it, this is interesting because this is a pretty violent sequence, and there are only a couple of outright violent slash gory moments in this movie. Yeah, this was pretty nasty. Like he stabs yeah. him like viciously and then slits his throat. Um, but actually, one criticism that I I would level against almost every fight in this movie is the lack of impact. Like, there's not a whole lot of blood. There's not a whole lot of sweat flying around. Uh, the, you know the the sound effects are there the the performances are there but the i don't know like i would have appreciated like a little bit more impact in the way the the blows are delivered yeah the um the cargo shorts guy that he fights first i mean they have a good like six or seven minute like balls to the wall fight and he gets done and he's like huh, huh. yeah he's, and there's, like, he's not in a, a drop suit the whole sweat. time and he's not even sweaty like not a mark i did appreciate him, no sweat I appreciate where he was getting. He keeps getting held by his tie by the fighter. The fighter keeps using it to his advantage, and he finally just takes off the tie and starts fighting. <laughs> him. I mean, you gotta shit. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a target. Like if you're you fighting somebody, that. especially somebody who's adept at chokes and joint locks and stuff, you gotta get rid of that. <laughs> you gotta use your surroundings, man. If he's got a tie on, use it. Yeah, it's a Liam Neeson logic. You don't fight yeah. people on cracked ice, <laughs> and you don't fight people while wearing a tie. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Keanu takes off like a boss. I think it's a, he has a Bentley or a Bugatti? Bugatti. Is a, is a I think Bugatti, it's a Bugatti. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has a Bentley later, but yeah, he's got a Bugatti early on. It's like shit. <laughs> I guess that's Lamborg- where the money went. <laughs> he goes Lamborghini shopping at one point, and he's just Michael Jackson going through there. Like, I want that one, and I want that one. And oh yeah, he, he's got he picks- he's got his Bluetooth and his white suit. He's just like, yep, I got my ladies over there. I want three cars, one for each of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we meet Simon Yam. Always welcome. Uh, Simon, you can't make a movie in China without Simon Yan. It's, it's a rule. <laughs> Is he the the inspect like the lead inspector or something like that? Was that him? Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. He's the guy that's in charge. Um, I believe the actress's name is Karen Mock. Um, she's I, I've called her Lady Cop throughout all my notes. Oh, I have um, Detective uh, Jing Si. Oh, you you actually took legit notes. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be racist, you know. <laughs> hey, I called her a lady. <laughs> well, if I was gonna be if I was gonna be me, I'd be like, there's the detective lady and then the hot lady, because those are pretty much the only two women in oh. this movie. Oh, yeah. The the commentary track stops dead <laughs> when she's on there. <laughs> like when she shows up, like it's just dead silence, and then you hear Tiger Chen go. Mm, she's a special lady. She's a special lady. <laughs> Very special lady. And Keanu's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, everything just drops silent as she shows mm. up. It's amazing. Um, we'll get That's to it. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, Simon Yam, yeah. though, he is, he is like the commissioner or something. He's the guy in charge. And he has a pretty good line here. And by the way, most of this film is, like most of the dialogue is in Chinese. Uh, Keanu doesn't speak a lick of it, thankfully. I don't need to hear yeah, that. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I've seen the no. the day the earth stood still. I've heard what his Chinese sounds like. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but yeah, we, no get good. Both, we get both Mandarin. That movie's just no good in general. Uh, although it does have some very It's really good not. Lines. Uh, I mean, the original, of course, is a classic. I saw that when I was way too young to appreciate it. But the Keanu one is like just not good. Um, I do... I have been known to quote this one line he has in it, where somebody's asking him, uh, "So you're an alien or something?" Blah 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 blah. But you look human, and then he says, he just pauses and he goes, "My body is." <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to drop that one, and nobody knows where it came from. But My I just love that delivery. My body is. <laughs> um, so Simon Yam has a pretty good line in here. Um, he's basically doing the classic. Uh, know hot shit cop speech where you're a loose cannon you're out of control drop out of control mcnulty you gotta you gotta get your shit together yeah Riggs, murtaugh get your shit together the the department can't insure you anymore i need your gun and your badge (laughs) i can't get through the wire without if if mcnulty's on screen uh dominic cooper i think or dominic west i can't remember which one it is Uh, Um, i believe that is Jigsaw. It's Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Uh, yeah, but because he's like the first thing they do when they introduce his character is like, oh, he's a loose cannon. That fucking McNulty. No, he's playing by <laughs> his own rules. Fucking McNulty. Whack a do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But yeah, Simon Yam has a pretty cool line here uh, translated from the Cantonese. Uh, he says, That's why I'm sitting here and you have to knock to come in. I was Ooh, like, Damn. That's a that's, good That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, he chews out Lady Cop and sends her on her way. Basically, she's being told, like, I know everybody knows that Keanu's up to no good in Hong Kong, but we don't have anything on him. Drop it. Uh, cut to Tiger Chen doing a fucking horse stance at 5 a.m. In, mm-hmm. his, in his very lonely apartment. 
Oh no, he was. He's already got a sweat going. Like he's been up. No, he's been doing that horse stance probably since like four, three thirty or four maybe. Yeah, probably for a couple hours probably. Um, and then we get a really cute moment, and there's a few of these I actually really appreciate. It. These are difference makers in a lot of ways. Um, it's just him driving to work. Uh, he he's a delivery driver. We find that out a little later, but he's going on his commute on the highway, and he's like stuck in traffic. And he's listening to the radio, and the radio's in English. And he's practicing English, like, by mimicking the radio. And it's just a cute little character moment that it, he doesn't have much of a character. But, no, he doesn't, really. But it, it was a little scene that's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I was thinking about this scene. I was like, if you reverse that and you put me in the car and you have somebody speaking Chinese on the radio, I would be so lost. I, there's no way I'd be able to. Oh no, he he gets a couple words in here and there that's like, yeah, you know, he that's can good. speak decent English. Yeah. But yeah, if it was you or I trying to speak Mandarin or something, fuck, fuck no. <laughs> it'd just be garbage. <laughs> it'd be, nothing would be right. <laughs> uh, and then he drives to his temple uh, with his master. Uh, and he goes up to spar with his master. Well, not spar, but do like training day. It's another training. training. Yeah. And so they're they're doing tai chi exercises uh, their arms are locked they're kind of doing swirling circular motions and they're rolling with each other and repeatedly over and over again the master's like slow the fuck down <laughs> chi is, his chi is out of whack yeah. he's like, your, your chi's fucked up your chi is fucked up you need to <laughs> slow down this is how you teach you criticize now are you, you are you familiar with tai chi I, is it i'm not exactly sure what it's supposed to be um, tai Chi is traditionally not thought of as a like a combat martial art. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a personal mm-hmm. development slash exercise. Meditation, relaxation, crap like That's that. That's largely not what crap. It's sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, um, stuff it, like that. It does have combat ac- applications, but it's that's like on the fringe. I, I don't know what schools or what disciplines incorporate those elements, but on the whole, it's thought of as just you know grandma doing it in the backyard. Or at the, gotcha. ice, at the track with, with all the other grandmas. My grandma did that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, is it traditionally is it traditionally Chinese? Is that is yeah, that where it comes absolutely. from? Is China? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go back and forth, and the, the master is constantly telling him, "Hey, your your chi is whack the fuck out. Slow down." Uh, and he's trying to reinforce these concepts that are paramount to one's understanding of this martial art like harmony of form and spirit i mean that's that's 101 kind of shit tiger chan you should have known this like why are we talking about this today you've been doing horse stances for five hours you should know this um the master feels that tiger is conflicted and he needs to meditate this is not the first time he tells him this he tells him a few times yeah uh and this leads to him separating from tiger and like grabbing a spear and yeah. like, starts swinging at him, and we get this this interestingly choreographed sequence where Tiger is strictly just defending himself and evading the attacks, but his master is not taking it easy on him. No, yeah, he's, he's whacking. He's, he's, he's whacking. He's getting after him. Um, so that's why I was wondering: Is Tai Chi like? Is it more defensive? I know you're saying it's more like personal. It's not used so much for combat, but is it? Is the focus more on def- like? What is what is that that Seagal does? He oh Aikido. Aikido is, um, is more of a defense defense martial art. Yeah, it's more about redirecting energy. 
So it's countering, basically. Take, taking, and Tai Chi actually falls along the same lines. Okay, so that's... Basically, if a, a hard linear strike comes at you, you deflect it. You oh, push, man. push the energy around you or away from you. You know what? Just meeting energy with energy. You would, you know what really burns the goal is if uh, some young kid or some young martial artist starts using his style like or his uh, his discipline and it gets really famous. He would just be so mad. He's like, oh. Oh, I mean, it has yet to happen, but actually, like the internet has been a horrible thing for traditional martial arts, if you ask me. Because, I don't know, in so much of, like, traditional martial arts, like, ancient martial arts are are based on, like, the master and student relationship, where it's like you you revere your master, you treat him as as you're you're better no matter what, no matter where you're at. So even if you, your talents exceed that of your master, you're supposed to be reverent towards him. Um, What's what's happened in recent years though with like youtube and stuff is you have situations where people pull out their cell phones and some hotshot mma kid comes into like an old sifu's place and beats the shit out of him in front of millions of people i saw that it was really upsetting and he was all this happens this happens a lot i mean this happened way back in the day like in ancient times is it like in japanese terms it's dojo yaburi you enhance the reputation of your gym by going to another and smashing it <laughs> like yeah but that's not what these kids were this is not what these guys are doing no, no. they're not going at all there. yeah and it's it's kind of an awful thing to be aware of to to know that it's like yeah you know like everybody has their their pride in their art like you know it's like i'm an aikido master like I, it makes you feel it instills a sense of confidence in you that's like yes i'm a master of this art but then in actuality like in practical terms, in actual fighting, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> and and to have everything exposed like that is, it's damaging to to the reputation of the of the discipline on the whole, not just that particular school. It's kind of sad because yeah, watching videos like that is, ugh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so at the end of that sequence, Tiger uh, ends their little sparring session by sm- like shattering the spear. And the master's like, why'd you go and do that? <laughs> like, um, and it needs to be said, uh, there is a yin-yang symbol carved into the floor that they've been sparring on. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we never, we never learn what, what's really, what's eating at Tiger. What's eating Tiger? He, he <laughs> his chi is off, but yeah, like, maybe we can assume it's his job. Uh, so yeah, he, he's a delivery driver, um, and you would think maybe like yeah his, his job is what's bothering him or maybe he's nervous about the tournament he's about to uh, go into or maybe he's really got a he got a bit crushed on that that Chinese girl that works at the office but none of it really plays out we don't really see what's really uh, messing up his chi. Yeah, uh, it's never explicitly stated, but I think it's a combination of all of the above. Mm. Um, we do get a really gross shot of Beijing. Uh, I forget the smog. I'm like, I'm like, Beijing, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it's like that, that was that was the glamour shot you went with. It's not <laughs> like, very sexy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it looks yeah. bad. But yeah, cut to Tiger at uh, the Wulin Wang Championship. It's apparently like a, uh, a cross cross discipline uh, Chinese. National Martial Arts Contest. It, so it's it, a tournament. 
it felt like uh, like an like an MMA tournament, but without the brutality. Like it's not an ass beating like it to knock people out. It's more of a di- I guess like a, a forceful demonstration of your martial art. Yeah, uh, I mean they they have competitions like this. Um, so funny enough, like side note, uh, I read a book by a fellow by the name of, I'm sorry, I had to look him up, uh, Joshua Waitzkin. Um, he was a chess champion, like chess prodigy, uh, turned Tai Chi, like a tournament, tournament winner, like a world, world champion. So he's an American. Um, anyway, this book was called The Art of Learning, and the second half of the book is about his Tai Chi career, and he, he, uh, would participate in tournaments called uh, push hands so it's basically tai chi with contact uh, it's kind of similar to what we see here in the movie but anyway watching this whole sequence in the movie made me think of that it was kind of interesting to see it visualized because i don't think i ever actually bothered to look up what it looked like uh, after i read that book um, but it, tiger's first match in this tournament uh first is a southern fist stylist um who <laughs> says Tai Chi is for show and my note here says says the man wearing the gaudy manacles and like gold fringed outfit yeah. <laughs> I was like come on man you got some style too um, and he and Tiger go at it uh, it's a nice little scrap uh, yeah. apparently apparently this fella uh, was a stunt double for Jet Li for a little while um, so he's a noteworthy talent again not, not like, like Tiger Chen not like a a leading man talent, but a talented martial artist in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the important thing to note from this fight, though, is that Keanu is uh, <laughs> watching the fight from his bat cave, which mm-hmm. is a pretty cool set, if you ask me. Um, long story short, Tiger wins uh, via a flurry of body strikes and then a pretty snazzy arm submission. Um, and in the post-fight interview, Tiger even confesses to the, the interviewer that like his master probably would not approve of him doing this. Uh, as his master does not believe that fighting solves anything. It's like, Tiger, maybe you should think before you... Okay, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we get like the first of many awkward Keanu moments where he leans forward in his seat following Tiger's victory, points directly at the screen and says, Innocent. (laughs) Yeah, Keanu is not a great Keanu performance. Uh, There's a few him like there's a few scenes that are okay, but on the whole, this is not a great Keanu character. I I found it kind of interesting because he's so seldom asked. He's so seldom asked to be the villain. Yeah, I was excited about that. I'm like, oh, okay, Keanu's the villain. Interesting. All right. I mean, The Watcher was not very good. Mm. Um, I have seen it. Like, I did see it when it was relatively new. Nah, I didn't. I skipped he, it. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think I got more out of James Spader than I did him. Ugh. <laughs> I know you hate James Spader, but I don't know why. I just, he just... The Blacklist. I think it was The Blacklist uh, when I saw the previews for that show when it was getting ready to start. And I'm like, oh my gosh, James Spader. Um, and then his Robert California, uh, his character from The Office... Oh, okay. He, he kind of won me back a little bit with that because he's fucking hilarious on there. And he reminds me of somebody that worked with our company for a little bit. I think you remember. Uh, I think you remember him. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't hate Spader as much as I hate James Woods. So I'm, I'm coming around to James Spader a bit more. Still so do not the, like James Woods. On the 
on the tier list of hated Jameses, he's he's not at the top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so at this point, this is when we're introduced to Tiger's career as a delivery driver. I kind of dug his vehicle. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Uh, it's like a it's like a motorcycle scooter thing, but it has a giant trailer attached to it. It looks it looks like a lot of fun to drive. Well, uh, it it does seem like a stressful job because uh, he has to he's all these deliveries and he's late for like every single one. And his, did you see the fucking alleyway he had to yeah. run through? He's like the blue door. No, the no, the blue door. This guy's on the phone with him. He's like, I can't find your place. He's like, it's the blue door. And there are many blue doors. <laughs> like he's going through like Beijing back alleys looking for this house, and he finally finds him. No, drop. I mean you. You want to talk about population density concerns? This is this, <laughs> this, this is, is it. This is it. This is what it looks like, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is when we're introduced to the very fine office lady. Um, what is her name? Uh, oh, I, Chingy. I lost it. Chingy. Yeah. Chingy. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's quite nice to look at. Um, Tiger Chan agreed on the commentary. Um, and she works at apparently just the office that does everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, just a nondescript office, but it's integral to the plot. <laughs> yeah, and she actually comments, um, I don't know, her boss, I don't know, she's kind of doing it for me too, uh, in a weird way. She seems mean. but um, She seems like she'd like slap you in the nuts like in the worst possible way, but yeah. then you'd be like, you know, you'd forgive her for it. Not yeah, quite know not, why. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she's super. She's a super uptight boss, and uh, I guess they watch him. Like she, she's like, "Oh, we liked your match," and I guess they watch in the office. We'll find out later in the movie. Um, I guess he, they're kind of following him, or maybe he's a big deal around Beijing. Um, but I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I got the sense that this, uh, this world that this film takes place in is this this big yeah like, the it's smallest like, Beige, beijing ever yeah yeah beijing by way of uh what two streets mayberry and... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah she, uh, her boss comes out to chew her out because uh, she and tiger are flirting too much uh, tiger takes the fall for her says oh you know I, i'm it was my fault i'm sorry i didn't mean to bug her while she was on the job uh, he teaches the very fine woman some breathing exercises and uh tiger heads back to his office uh the delivery station or whatever you want to call it and he gets chewed out too because apparently he's late Uh, so yeah i think this is actually supposed to be a big motivating factor for why he does some of the things he does later in this movie um and then he goes to see mom and dad and this was again one of those little things that's like this is nice I'm, i'm glad this is here Cause like he he goes to see his mom. She's happy to see him. He brings fish and wine, and they sit down to watch soccer with his dad. And like the yeah. like the interior of the home looks very humble. Like it, it looks like a legit home. In fact, I'm sure that's like actually what it was. <laughs> like the counter just knocked on a random Chinese couple's house and was like, "Hey, can we film in here? I was in yeah. the Matrix." <laughs> I know Do you remember Kung me? Fu. <laughs> they're like, oh, you know Kung Fu. Cool. You know our you know our culture. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Correct. Um, uh, and then we cut back to Lady Cop, uh, Karen Mock. Uh, and she is yeah, watching yeah, yeah. a like a interrogation video, I guess, of uh, the the fighter that Keanu had stabbed early in this movie. 
right. Yeah, I guess he was he was gonna lead them to uh, where the fight was happening. Uh, he was, mm-hmm. seemed like he was kind of scared, and they're like, hey, "Don't worry, we're gonna you're gonna go in there, and you're gonna we're gonna take the take him down, and we're gonna get you out of there." Well, now she's got a dead kid on her hands, so she's got some serious guilt laying on her. Yeah, she's got a guilt complex about it, uh, understandably so, because this guy is not around anymore. Uh, and the main thing to take away from this interview video of him is that he makes mention of the fact that it's not just fighting. Like mm. they, They're doing other stuff, and uh, we don't quite find out what that is until a little later, but that's the main takeaway here. Uh, and then uh, Tiger gets a package. Yeah, he gets, and a, we, gets an offer letter. <laughs> yeah, he gets an offer letter in the mail. Um, he gets a package, and it's from a company called Security Systems Alliance. And it says, like, hey, we saw you at the tournament the other day. We were very impressed with your performance. Uh, we'd like you to hop in a vehicle, in a company car that we send to your home at, like, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Like, tomorrow morning. So apparently the... The mail works like fucking clockwork in this town. <laughs> so yeah. We can we can plan things in written letter form for the next morning. Um, and then it's signed, Donaka Mark. Uh, so this came from Keanu. Uh, Tiger thinks it over in the night, and then uh, he looks out his window first thing in the morning, and sure enough, there's like a Mercedes or an Audi or something out there. I think it's an Audi, yeah. I think you're right. Um, and then Tiger comes out, and he's dressed in a suit because he's, you know, he got an offer letter in the mail. He, yeah, he's thinking off. he's going to a job interview. Yeah. Uh, he heads out there, and we we meet this old man who is essentially like Keanu's right-hand man. Yeah. I think I think on the IMDb page, he's just called, like, the Thin Man or something. Yeah, Thin Man, uh, played by Yasuyuki Hirata. Um, he says nothing in this film. No, he's nothing. Just there to, he's just there to look cool. Um, and he's the driver for Tiger. Uh, and then we get a really cool techno beat that I, I really dug this piece of music. <laughs> um, and we get to see Tiger journey via car and then jet. Uh, so he gets driven to the airport, and then they get on, like, a, a personal jet, and they fly to Hong Kong. So they go from Beijing to Hong Kong. I'm not sure yeah. how great a distance that is, but that's got to be a decent trip. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure how far they are apart. Uh, Hong Kong, the air is much cleaner, as we see. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, he gets into this building and uh, he goes to you know security and he goes upstairs and then we have the this was kind of a, a neat little uh, neat little scene where he's in like a just a an empty room with a, a glass mirror or like a two way mirror at the end and she, there's a robot voice lady like step up to the line okay turn turn. It's like, turn left, turn right, look forward, now fight. And there's a fucking dude who just comes out of nowhere <laughs> in a cargo shorts. been like a trap door in the floor or something. I, I was seriously, I'm like, was he like crawl? Was he like army crawling behind him? I'm like, no, he could probably still see that. Yeah, there must have been like a trap door or something. Because uh, he just pops up out of nowhere. And we get into like a good six or seven minute fight, it felt like. Like, this is a um, long fight. This is actually like my heaviest criticism of this film is that this sequence is the best thing in the movie. It's really it, good. Uh, this fight sequence, out of all the fights in this movie, and there are many, uh, I think is easily the best. And it's, it happens early. Yeah, we Very actually early. go <laughs> best fight to worst fight in this film, which yeah, is not uh, how you do that. That is not how you pace an action movie. You need to you need to have a satisfying conclusion, but moreover, if you're going to have like a 
a big amazing climactic moment it can't happen this early no um and yeah this fight is a standout sequence um in in any movie uh, it's very well executed uh, believe the it's fine from the commentary i know that the the performer that uh, tiger chen is working with his first name is jeremy but let me look it up because uh, he's very good uh, jeremy marinas um, and an important detail I heard on the director commentary is that he is part of uh, 8711, um, which is Chad uh, St- Stahelski, Stileski, <laughs> um, director of the John Wick films and, oh, okay. uh, D- and Deadpool 2. Um, that is his stunt company. Um, so a lot of a lot of like stunt performers and stuff, they belong to companies and like Jackie Chan had his own. He had like JC stunts. And uh, 8711 would be the same arrangement where it's like this is a whole stable of stunt guys who all work together con- like consistently and know each other's rhythms and have like a, their own style of choreography that they've kind of manufactured for themselves. Um, and goddamn, this guy was very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the gimmick here is that Tiger Chen is wearing a suit uh, with a tie, as we mentioned. <laughs> and uh, this fella he's fighting uh, is not. Uh, he's in full like sparring gear basically uh, he even has his ankles and feet taped um he looks like the, he looks like he's gonna go to a whole uh a hawaii beach bonfire in like 2004 uh, <laughs> he's, he's got like a nice maroon sleeveless shirt and some nice uh cargo uh, cam- uh camo cargo shorts and uh some sneaks and yeah he's just gonna yeah, fucking rip it dude yeah, he's got red highlights in his hair. He looks like he's going to hit up the skate park on the way home. <laughs> he's walking two skate six parks pack. on the way home. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's largely using uh, like MMA techniques and like Muay Thai and stuff like that. Uh, whereas Tiger Chen is doing his Tai Chi thing. Uh, and it's a really interesting contrast of styles because you have like these very traditional forms in fact every time the two separate tigers like striking poses and like assuming stances and stuff whereas the other guy is much more fluid and looks like he's just out to kill you yeah <laughs> i think the, and, the, that, that's what they told him to do when he got in there like hey kill this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's exactly how the arrangement went down but yeah it's a very well structured sequence uh, i got a lot out of it there's some beats in here they're just terrific like the uh this Jeremy Marinas fella, he does this this neat like trick flip, where he gets kicked off of Tiger Chen, who's on the ground, and instead of like flying away, he just like spins with the kick and flops on top of him again and traps him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, there's that beat early, early, early in the fight where uh, he's getting grabbed by the tie, he's getting it yanked. It's very reminiscent of Jackie Chan stuff. Uh, in fact, you asked me, is Jackie Chan a set tyrant? Um, the reason why I say he probably is is because I, I think I've mentioned this before, uh, a movie he made called Who Am I? Uh, I saw some behind-the-scenes footage of him yelling at uh, Ron Smorenberg, who's this uh, kickboxer from the Netherlands, and he was just cussing him out because he was like, you are not kicking fast enough. You you need to be faster. <laughs> and uh, one of the main gimmicks in that fight sequence in that movie uh, was that Jackie Chan was fighting two guys who were wearing suits, and he forced them to disrobe like progressively because like he was making use of first their ties, then their jackets, and like and the one it was one at a time. So the one guy was standing off on the sidelines and like watching it happen. You can like see him like hurriedly taking off his shit before he gets in there. That's funny. <laughs> it was pretty great. 
but yeah, if you're gonna watch any scene in this movie, this is the one to watch. Yeah, um, it's a it's a fight interview actually. Um, yeah, and they are going balls to the wall this whole time, uh, and finally. Um, Tiger wins, obviously. Yeah, he he chokes him out after landing a flying kick, and then uh, the thin man takes him to meet Keanu. And you yeah. want to take us through that brief conversation they have? It's brief to say the <laughs> least. Uh, I think Keanu says like five words. He's like, "I want you to fight," and he's like, "I don't fight, but I need you to fight." Why? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> There's no. He doesn't give him any reason to. Uh, well, like he doesn't even give him like a like, no blackmail, no like, getting at his like morals or something like that. He's just like, yeah, you should fight, and uh, he's like, here's my card, take it. it. It's really a brief meeting, and I guess I I don't know if Keanu's just trying to be scary or whatever, but he's just like, enjoy your flight back or whatever. It's very brief, but like the most significant details are that he, like Keanu, pinpoints exactly the reasons why he should fight. Where he's like, you don't have any, like, financial concerns or, like, a family? <laughs> and it's like, based on the preceding scenes, it's like, oh, he does have both of those things to worry about. And so it, it, he mulls it over. But yeah, uh, Tiger asks him, like, what happens if I lose? And Kim is like, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tiger goes back to work. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised by that, but he goes back to work, and you can tell that like the mundanity of it is kind of eating at him because he is totally checked the fuck out. In fact, like his boss keeps yelling at him, and he doesn't even look at him. He's just like, "I'm sorry, 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 sorry." <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah placating him. Yep, sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. So sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, then he literally drives away. It's <laughs> not how a 37 year old man composes himself at work but okay fine but yeah uh we find out that um the temple where he uh is working out at with his master is uh apparently going to be he's going to be evicted because of safety concerns i'm like i don't whatever nobody comes here it's in the middle of nowhere yeah um i don't know if this was meant to be like commentary about the chinese government or something but uh it's suspect like when you're watching the movie, you can't help but think, like, maybe Keanu is involved. Like, he's forcing this to happen in some fashion to get Tiger to come his way. But its I don't think it's ever explicitly stated that that's the case. I think it, I think it probably is him. Um, not, I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, it, I don't know. I think it might just be happening naturally. Um, yeah, the, I think the commentary, us- did, did, it does mention that there's a few scenes that are cut. Um, maybe maybe there's some extra explanation or like exposition that got cut out or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he gets the call from his master. He comes over there. He's like, "We're gonna do something about this." And uh, he goes to talk to his his girlfriend over at the the office. He's like, "Oh well, we can try to get it to be like uh, historical or um something like yeah, that. Like, like register register it as a like a, a historic site of some sort. Yeah, because it's like six hundred years old or something like that. And like, well, that's significant. You got to fill out this paperwork, and then we'll try and see if that'll happen. So, um, while that's in the works, uh, Tiger's decided he's going to take up the job offer. 
Um, however, he doesn't get to go straight to work. Uh, he has to keep doing interviews, apparently, because uh, he start he has to start fighting people. Um, he fights a I call this the white boy knockout. Uh, <laughs> basically, he fights an eighties eighties uh, uh, bad boy villain. That's what I saw this guy as. Um, so this fella, uh, is, is he a, a Gracie? I uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he had jujitsu experience but i just know him as uh brahim because uh, i can't pronounce his last name uh he i most recently it's saw in undisputed four uh working opposite scott adkins um he's a very prolific stunt actor uh, he's been in a lot of stuff i think actually he was one of a i think he may have been on the the jc stunt team so he worked with jackie chan a few times mm. but he's he's very talented he's good at being a blowhard uh, in Undisputed 4, he was pretty fucking funny because he's supposed to just be this this mouthy guy that you you hate throughout the entire movie. And when you finally see him get his ass whipped, it's pretty satisfying. Yeah, I could see um, him being there. But yeah, uh, he he gets the uh, the Arab guy in uh, Rages of the Lost Ark defeat where it's like flash, 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 boom, just down, one hit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he gets kicked in the face, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Then we cut to him fighting a dude who looks like Yoel, Yoel Romero. Uh, I was like, God, yeah. <laughs> this dude is out of his weight class. Yeah, I was going to say like Bob Sapp, but that's that's a bit too big. Um, like, if this dude gets a hold of you, you're going to be pissing blood. Yeah, um, I don't know his name, but uh, Tiger Chen mentioned on the commentary that he was scary to work with, and he was a, a Muay Thai fighter of some, of some repute. I, I don't know who he was. He was um, scary then, to work with? Yeah, because he's gigantic, and he was a oh, real like, fighter. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and then he's like uh, a dick or something. The the other the other uh, fighter that we see in this montage of it's basically a like tigers restoring the temple, making money, and then cut to him fighting people. So it's, it cuts back and forth between that and the the other fighter that he tangles with looks like a skinhead, but apparently he's a, a wrestler. Uh, a Mongolian wrestler of some sort. Um, and Keanu actually say, mentioned on the commentary that he was disappointed that most of his stuff got cut. I was going to say, he looks like um, a Chinese Wes from uh, Mad Max 2, uh, Vernon Wells. Good, good call. Like, his outfit in particular. Yeah, his outfit. He looks like a marauder <laughs> from, uh, from yeah, Mad Max 2. Good call, 2. good call. Yeah, there's, he's wearing a lot of leather, and it's a vest. Fucking so, I love well, there's Vernon a lot of, Wells. There's I a, wish he did more There's stuff. a lot of chest and sternum area unveiled for everybody to see. Um, and then I think the next fight is the... The one that you texted me about. Um, oh yeah. Um, this would be with a opposite a stunt performer. I believe his name is Ocean Ho. Yeah. Um, his looks IMDb. So familiar. Be, he looks super familiar, but his IMDb is actually very shallow. Yeah. I, he, I've seen him in something else. It was driving me nuts. That's why I was like, uh, Simon. I was like, is it Simon Yam? Then am I am I mixing it up? And I'm like, Simon Yam's been in fucking every, like a lot of stuff. I'm like that. <laughs> Is that him? I'm like, but it doesn't look like him. So yeah, I I know I've seen this guy in something else, fairly. He, he has f- four credits on IMDb. I'm not buying it. Either he looks exactly <laughs> like another actor, or this guy's been in a bunch of stuff, some other things that's just not credited. Mm, I don't know. I, oh wow, he has a Steven Seagal movie under his belt. Yes, from he does. Tw- from 2018, called Attrition. Um, 
I don't believe I've ever seen this guy before, but um, I've seen this the style represented on film quite a bit. In fact, that's actually one of the cool things about this movie is that they went to a lot of trouble to incorporate a lot of different styles of martial arts. So it's like an exhibition of sorts. You get to see all sorts of different stuff. Um, and they're readily identifiable even to like a, a layman in terms of like martial arts knowledge. This guy's doing like the hard body style, like the, the iron body style. I forgot That's, to mention, um, sorry, while, uh, while he's doing these fights for Keanu, he's also fighting in the tournament. Like they're, we're cutting back and forth between the two. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it doesn't seem like he's getting money for the tournament. It looks like he's still progressing in the term- tournament, like it's a long tournament. Yeah, I think that's the idea. As he's not, there's no like money prize, as far as I know. Maybe not until the end, but uh, his money is coming from working for Keanu. Yes, but yeah, we cut back and forth between the two, and they do a good job of showing his demeanor change in the tournament as he does as he gets more of these underground fights under his belt. He becomes. Uh, less traditional in his his form and more vicious i guess yeah uh so this fight was actually another good one uh with the iron body guy ocean ho uh there's a funny moment on the commentary where like the first hit in the fight is tiger runs up to him and does this like downward kick on top of his head and the guy just kind of like tilts his head up and gives him a like a you fucked with the wrong guy kind of look and as soon as that happened like tiger just like mumbles into the microphone ocean <laughs> like you can tell that like the two of them maybe i don't know developed a relationship on the set of some sort because i guess i guess tiger beat him up a lot because he does mention that they're like yeah ocean got pretty messed up on the set and keanu's like really <laughs> i was not aware of that i was not aware of that uh so yeah this is iron body kung fu uh versus tai chi uh the gimmick here is for the first half of the fight, it seems like this guy just can't be hurt. Uh, everything bounces off of him. Uh, it Clearly, it causes him distress, like it causes him pain, but he just muscles through it. And so there's a lot of exchanges where they're, hit, they're striking each other at the same time, and it doesn't seem like Tiger's being terribly effective. Uh, and then he does the be like water thing, the, the Bruce Lee thing, where halfway into the fight, he starts uh, deflecting and starts evading and making more use of like throws and, and joint locks and stuff like that as opposed to trying to go like blow for blow with the guy um, there's also a moment here that I wouldn't expect you to have seen it but uh, Fist of Legend uh, it's a Jet Li movie from the mid 90s it's actually one of my favorites of his uh, it's, it, it's pretty cool <laughs> um, there's this moment in there where Jet Li has like his shoulder dislocated a la Martin Riggs um, mm. And he does a like a he posts up on a one arm push up and then like wrenches it into the floor to snap it back into place. So instead of finding a pillar to slam it against, he does it that way. And uh, Tiger Chen does the same move, and I couldn't help but think of that. I noticed that. I was like, did he just put his arm? It was so subtle. I didn't. I I, I missed it. For the me, uh, not really being a fighter movie person, I just knew that this is where the fight was going to be a little more difficult. This was that fight. Yeah, the the way this guy is shot, the way he's framed, you can tell that like he there's more to him than the other people. Like the other two people were just kind of sprinkled in into like montage footage, so it's just like oh they aren't going to be a, a massive threat to him. But this guy gets like like a downward camera like swooping angle that tells you like oh it's boss fight time. Yeah, this, this <laughs> guy's this is the guy you fight before you get to Goro. Yeah, like. yeah, and and those are the yeah. <laughs> 
good call. <laughs> It, it, it was things like this that's like it's basic film language that shows you that hey yeah. Keanu's not completely incompetent that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah. um, and then the fight concludes with a tiger uh, tossing this guy over him, over him and through the mirror that's been in the back of the room for all these fights and uh, it turns out there's like a bunch of nerds in there and a camera oh, crew yeah. <laughs> yeah his uh, this camera guy uh, he reminded me of Jason Lee uh, he plays, he is in the Bruce Lee story. He plays Mowgli in the Jungle Book movie. Oh, Jason, Jason Scott. Jason Scott Lee, sorry. Jason, not you, Jason that, Lee. That, that, uh, Scott, that Scott is very important. Yeah, Jason <laughs> Lee is the one from fucking Mallrats. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fucking yeah. demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, Jason Scott Lee. Yeah, th- this guy is funny. I I found him very humor. Very humor, bro. Very humor. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, I think the character's name is Gong, and he's he's basically the uh, Tiger Chen's designated cameraman, who we learn very shortly after this follows him twenty four fucking seven. His streaming, um, like this guy is constantly live streaming cameraman. So yeah, he needs more Doritos and like. I don't know, like a catheter or something for for the job that he has. Yeah, this is your chain smoker job. Like, this is the guy that's just got coffee and cigarettes, like, all the time, just, like... Yeah, I mean, this guy's fairly, like, stylish looking. Like, he looks like he he knows how to live, but... Yeah. With what he actually does for a living, I don't know that that would be the case. Like, he probably doesn't see daylight too often. No. Um, but yeah, he comes out from behind the mirror, and he's he's like a super fan of Tiger Chen's, and he's like trying to explain to him like, oh, I'm a big fan, and like you have lots of fans around the world, and Tiger's a little thrown by this. He's like, hang on, what? I thought these were private fights. Like I I didn't know anybody was seeing this, and the the one funny thing that is mentioned here is that Gong tells him like. Oh, it's all broadcast outside of China. Like, <laughs> like, like nobody here will see it. But outside of China, like, yeah, those are the people who are paying to see you and stuff. And Tiger Chen's like, oh, okay, just just so long as we aren't fucking with the central government. <laughs> He's like, oh no, no, we'd never do that. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, Tiger goes to visit his master again, and they we they resume their training, and. It's a fairly insignificant sequence, but uh, the one takeaway here is that the master tries to emphasize to Tiger that what you have right now is power, not control. You are teetering on the edge of the dark side of the force, basically. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, the temptation of the dark side of the force is very strong. Don't do it. I know the light side is very boring, but I swear it has merits. Trust me. <laughs> um I don't think we've ever seen any good things come out of the light side of the force, but, you know, it's the light side for a reason. Um, but Tiger has a pretty decent retort here. Uh, he says, uh, I live in it. Like, you don't. Meaning, like, I'm out I'm out there living life being a delivery driver and trying to make use of my martial arts abilities. You're just an old man on a mountain. Yeah, dude. Which I'm is a very good point. I got bills, motherfucker. Like, I'm a <laughs> delivery driver in Beijing. It's fucking expensive. I live in a fucking rat hole. You're over here. You're out here. You got this nice dojo. You got you got your temple, man. You've got three or four fucking buildings. You don't have any neighbors. You don't have rent. Uh, like, <laughs> preaching to me. He should have gone off on him. That pissed I, me off. No good's going to come. Fuck you. I've got rent to pay. Well, that's where the, the Chinese production aspect of this movie starts to rear its ugly head a little bit 
because in a in a movie with a stronger script i could actually see that exchange happening in exactly that fashion okay but uh keanu actually does mention on the commentary uh that certain things were cut due to chinese censorship laws oh yeah um, a lot of it had to do with violence but i would not be surprised if like um the master student dynamic if they tweak that a little bit where it's like you know like let's let's, let's keep it chill um but yeah they go back and forth a little bit more and tiger tells his master like what i learned in here i can't use out there and the master comes back again pretty good line like how can you use what you have yet to learn yeah and it's like ooh, <laughs> i haven't given you the last piece of the puzzle dude come on <laughs> you need to meditate. You keep something. You need to meditate. Meditate. I, no joke. He tells him that like a half dozen times. He's like, "Bitch, meditate." <laughs> Bitch, corner now. <laughs> or, no, Michelangelo, ten flips now. <laughs> uh, so is this where he? Uh, this is where he goes to have dinner with his folks. Uh, I think that happens around then. Yeah. I'm not positive on the timing of that scene, but yeah, he does have dinner with his folks, and their dinner looks fabulous yeah what is he what is he eating because she even says it's like here get some of this uh it sounds awesome because even the guy on the camera i wrote down his line he says uh he says the name of the dish he's like damn i'm hungry right now man <laughs> <laughs> yeah his, his english is not the best but his delivery was fun his delivery uh, was it's fun. it's some kind of pork yeah it's like pork is like pork cow something like it's really <laughs> unhealthy like it was like two meats and probably a fat in there it's probably like pig fried in like cow fat or something i don't know it was and they also have strange. a a spread of tomatoes as well that yeah. they're they're eating with their rice that i know that's a thing in certain regions in china but uh yeah it's not for me <laughs> but the the pig the pig dish did look fucking delicious though They're delicious um but yeah uh this is where keanu they're watching him eat at his parents' house, and Keanu calls him and is like, Hey, I think you're ready. I have a fight for you tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, he, he's actually kind of nice at first. He's just not nice, but he's just like, Am I interrupting anything? <laughs> he's like, No, 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 you're good. And he's like, oh, Are you going to fight on a boat tomorrow? Well, he doesn't know he's going <laughs> to fight him on a boat, but uh, they take him to a fucking boat the next yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and this between- is some bullshit. But go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, there's another tournament fight interspersed here with a Sancho fighter. Uh, Sancho being like Chinese military martial art. It's like kickboxing, basically. Mm. Uh, you see some people from certain regions, uh, like MMA practitioners, get their start in it. So it's a good foundation for like kickboxing or MMA. Um, uh, the funny part here is that uh, we start to... We start to get more footage of Keanu in his bat cave watching the tournament footage. And... Uh, you can see that the stream that he's putting out um, has like captions on it, and it <laughs> I actually wrote it down because it did. I didn't notice it this before, but uh, it says "Dark Chi rises." Is he ready to be a warrior? <laughs> I was he's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, uh, Tiger's like he is like they're like Truman showed him like he's doing like he's just living his life, and they're like documenting the whole thing like he's a tv show basically yeah so this was basically what the fighter who keanu had stabbed was alluding to is that this is more than just fighting this is like a total invasion of privacy they they turn you into a reality show basically um so at this point it seems like the temple is safe which is good for now um and then uh i think 
this is where we get one of the cooler shots actually i, I just needed to make note of it so keanu sitting in front of his uh, sand sculpture like zen garden wall it's pretty cool <laughs> it's like, like I, it's there for one shot but it looks pretty cool and he's like kne- he's kneeling in front of it it's pretty cool um and also keanu is aware of the hottie uh, that tiger's you know cozying up with they don't do anything, by the way. They don't do anything. No, Ti- I don't think Tiger knows how. No. <laughs> uh, she doesn't enter into the plot at any point. She's just kind of there to, like, tease plot development. That never actually happens. Um, so, yeah, uh, the next fight takes place on a boat. Um, and Lady Cop tries to follow them. Uh, however, her plan gets thwarted by a chopper. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she follows the car uh, that Ti- I believe Tiger's in. Uh, but then the car drives up to a chopper, which then takes them out to the cargo ship in the middle of the bay. And she's just like, well, fuck. <laughs> Good thing she brought her super expensive Canon camera, though. Because <laughs> she took some photos of... Uh, I don't think she gets Keanu, but she does get Tiger. Yeah, this is the this is the Chinese bamboo is really strong. And she's in the <laughs> bamboo watching this. Uh, so this is a cargo ship. And it's, mm-hmm. or this is, I'm sorry, this is the boat that Anthony Held wanted in Deep Rising, basically. The Agonautica! Yeah, this is, this is what he was trying to accomplish. His, his, his vaguely Asian cruise his ship. vaguely Asian cruise ship. Um, this is much better. I mean, yeah, this is filmed in China, so it's a Chinese cruise ship. But this is a, this looked like a, oh, oh the, just like a big, uh, god damn it, what are the, big ones the big boats that are just they carry the semi-trailers <laughs> and shit semi-trailers oh, uh, god damn it i mean just i said cargo ship yeah cargo ship sorry yeah cargo okay. ship this isn't like it isn't uh like a yacht or anything it's it's uh-huh. a cargo ship but on the inside it it, it looks like a casino but yeah it's not a it casino. looks like a tacky casino or actually it looks like where the flying graysons died in batman forever <laughs> yeah it does, it does look <laughs> yeah. a lot this is a Schumacher uh, palette on it. Yeah, the color palette here is very Schumacher esque. Uh, yeah, um, Keanu takes him to uh, uh, like uh, like a little storage thing, and he's like, "Here, get ready." And they've got this awful gold outfit for him to wear. I wish they would let him wear his normal shit. Yeah, um, it's tacky. And they uh, the the lady who's announcing this is crazy hot too. Uh, her voice is very odd. I don't know if she's dubbed or something, but I think she's just a non-native English speaker, so her cadence is really strange. It's very so strange. She, she's probably doing it phonetically. Um, but it's yeah, chilling. She's, she's quite nice to look at, and she, yeah, she has that weird computer voice thing going, but it's kind of hot at the it's, same time. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's oddly. Yeah. Keanu's got an eye. <laughs> His casting, he did a good job casting. Uh, like, find me it. a find me a Chinese woman that talks like me. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she's just like, he's gonna fight um, this guy. And I heard her, the way, she does know how to uh, uh, enunciate because she the way she ends it is uh, Trevor Hart and Kyle. Uh, and like, oh, so he has to fight. He has to fight Double Dragon. He has to uh-huh. fight. They the two- actually have dragons on the chest. Yeah. <laughs> And they have the little wrist things. I'm like, he has to fight the Double Dragon Brothers. And this is like you could say that like up to this point, like he's been more or less training. Like he's been going against tough adversaries. But 
Nobody mentioned that he had to fight two people at the same time. Yeah, uh, this is unexpected. Uh, you can, I mean, Tiger tries to convey that, but his face acting is not one of his strong suits. <laughs> Again, incredible martial artist. And he's not a bad actor, he's just not a great actor. He just lacks presence is all. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, a very talented actor can, can communicate a lot with just, like, a look or, like, a twitch of the eye or just, like, a certain angle with their face. But him, it's just, he just looks, like, either indifferent or a little bit, not even, like, really, really mad, just kind of, like, perturbed. Like I think Chow Yun-Fat's really good at that, and I'd say Jet Li. Chow, Chow Yun-Fat's a great actor. Um, but no, I mean language. just facial act, like just like the like uh, Jet Li in Lethal Weapon Four. I don't think he, he says in Hong Kong you'd be dead. That's the only thing he says in that movie. <laughs> it's not a few words of Chinese. Like yeah. he he's just face acting in that movie, and he's pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah Jet, Jet Li has intensity is one of his strong suits. Yeah, this Chow, this Yun, Chow Yun Fat, uh, his humility and his ability to express sorrow are one of his strong suits. Tiger Chen just like. Either, either like the what the the bus boy gave him like dirty water or something like that's that's the level that his face goes to when he's upset. It's just like mm, that well, that glass doesn't look clean. <laughs> from a physical standpoint, he looks like the uh, uh, Liu Kang's little brother from Mortal Kombat. And a little bit. He's about <laughs> as intimidating. Like he, this guy looks like I'm gonna knock his books out of his books out of his hand like he's gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> you don't realize what to <laughs> yes he, he actually does look like Luke Kang's little brother yeah. what was it Chang I think yeah it was Chang yeah yeah. No! Think... No! <laughs> what's what's Shang Tsung's real name Robin um, Robin Shu no, uh, that would be Luke Kang uh, Shang Tsung was Kerry Kerry Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa okay sorry yeah. about that Oh yeah, it's it's all right. It happens all the time. Johnny Tsunami's grandpa. That's all. You, <laughs> that's what you need to remember him as more so than Shang Tsung. Uh, so the two on white, uh, two on one fight ensues, uh, and this, this was a little sucks. bit of a letdown. This yeah, sucks. this was not great. This was this not, not great at all. Um, I feel like more attention to detail was put into the lighting than the actual choreography. Well, what's interesting is the use of the strobe light, which I, mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of as far as like uh, as a fight goes, like you need to be able to calculate your moves and what your opponent's doing and a strobe light completely messes that up. Um, but it doesn't matter in this case because he's getting his ass beat by two dudes. So if this was one on one, interesting effect, but it just it doesn't play out very well here. Well, the fight gets a little a little bit better once he decides he's gonna well once palpatine shows up and tells him to be evil uh it gets a little bit better but i i digress go ahead yeah um you are right it does get better as it progresses i I did think it was funny to to lead with the strobe effect because i mean the, the fact of the matter is a strobe effect like that everybody would be affected yeah. So the other two guys would probably be like, "What the? F-? <laughs> like, the, I mean, what? What if like one of them's epileptic or something and epileptic. just like <laughs> and just like collapses on the stage and starts foaming at the mouth?" <laughs> Jesus, that'd be kind of funny. I think they've probably practiced in this in these conditions. Also, they don't have to be a hundred percent because again, it's two people. There's room for error if you're two people fighting one person. And Absolutely. they're really proud of themselves too. They're like, "Oh, we're so great at beating up one person." 
Yeah, they're doing a lot of high fives. And the the one guy in red has his, I, I was calling it his trademark move, where he, he climbs up the one pillar and then yeah. jumps off it with a jump kick. He tries to do it three different times. Pays for it on the third one, which is kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. If you're going to if you're going to in, incorporate something like that, like a repeated move in in your choreography, that's how you do it. Is you you need to portray the the person on the receiving end of it as paying attention, like noticing a, a tendency or like a pattern or something. And they do a good job of that. If we're um, paralleling um, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, this is about the time. Um, in Tiger's journey, where uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, kills the Jawas or the the Sand People, whichever one it was, I can't remember. Whoever took his mom was it the Jawas? Uh, it was the Sand People, who uh, who basically he thought they killed his, his yeah. Aunt he's been uncle. led to believe so. He's not completely evil, but he definitely killed out of anger, and this is that moment where tiger oh, is oh god you just made me think of episode two he killed no it was episode three he killed younglings yeah he kills those kids <laughs> we're not quite to killing kids they're not kids character. kyle they're younglings yeah, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter either way you're going to prison <laughs> but yeah um no joke um, <laughs> what you're saying here about his uh he, he develops a mean streak. He starts to touch yeah. the darkness. He's touching the darkness. Good. Good. Yes. <laughs> Young Skywalker. Um, I, I, I kind of got a giggle out of this because the, the two the brothers kick him out of the ring, and he's just kind of laying there defeated. And then you get this shot from perspective, and Keanu just kind of <laughs> saunters over. <laughs> And I guess there's an exchange, like, yeah, they didn't know there was going to be two. And he's like, oh, won't you stop being afraid of what you might do to them or what you could do to them? He's basically telling them, just unleash the fury. Yeah, don't be afraid, Bruce. <laughs> this is why we fall down, Master Bruce. <laughs> Master Wang. Master Wang. Oh, um, so, yeah, Tiger gets mean. He gets up and he gets mad. Uh, and this is this also really reminded me of Unleashed, which I might have to make you watch at some point because it is good, and I know you like Bob Hoskins and oh, Morgan, yeah. Freeman, Morgan Freeman's a bonus too, um, and Baby Scott Adkins uh, before he was known at all. Really. Before he was uh, sat down by whoever was casting for episode one and said it went to Ray Park. Motherfucker! Oh. Uh, side note, while we're talking about Scott Atkins, because I, I need an outlet. I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, yeah, that's why you have a podcast. Uh, Ac- Accident Man uh, was a high-profile high profile by Scott Atkins standards uh, movie that came out last year. And it features a two-on-one fight between Ray Park, Michael Jai White, and Scott Atkins. Interesting. And it's pretty cool getting to see Ray Park and Scott Atkins go at it. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's like... Darth Maul versus the man who could have been Darth Maul. <laughs> I, I should have explained it to people. Uh, Ray Park uh, played Darth Maul and Toad. I think that's pretty much that, the extent of his f- famous roles. Uh, he also got to be the bad guy in Ballest- Ballistics X versus Sever. Yeah, that's uh, also, definitely not one that people know. They should because it's <laughs> it's listed on, I think, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb as like, for a long time, it was listed as the worst film like the worst film uh, that's not true um, no. but in term in terms of uh, aggregate ratings i think like for a long time it actually held the title um it's uh what lucy Liu and Ant- antonio banderas oh you can keep them both 
It, I've seen it. It's not good, but Ray Park is in it. <laughs> can't take Antonio serious. Ugh. He's fun. Get over it. <laughs> I just I just rewatched Interview with a Vampire Man. I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's Antonio Banderas. Uh, anyway, uh, Tiger Chen gets mean. Uh, he starts getting vicious with his attacks. Uh, like I had said, this reminded me a lot of Unleashed, which the concept is Jet Li plays a person who is raised as a dog, complete with collar. And whenever the collar is taken off, he doesn't do martial arts. He just fucks people up. Uh, like in a vi- yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, basically that's what Tiger does. He's, he just goes batshit crazy on these two guys and fucks them up uh, i did mention that the one guy has the trademark move of climbing up the pillar and jumping it off uh jumping off of it and <laughs> at one point he goes for it for the third time and and tiger chen sees it and he like yanks him off of it and yeah. just throws him onto the ground that's pretty great um but yeah what keanu had told him while he was on the ground was uh like are you afraid of what you can do to them and Tiger's like, he doesn't really answer. I mean, a really uber-confident person would be like, yeah, actually. But no, he, he doesn't say anything, but Keanu's like, you shouldn't be. Don't be. Just, just go fuck him up. <laughs> and he does. Uh, and it needs to be said, a choir starts kicking in uh, on the soundtrack here. I didn't need that. You can keep it. Um, and cross-cut with this is Lady Cop. Uh, taking a look at the photos that she took uh, of Tiger and she's investigating who he is and now she actually like has a lead to go by where it's like oh this guy Tiger Chen is maybe working for Keanu like the guy that I had worked with previously so she has a lead finally Um, and at this point we go back to the tournament and (laughs) the announcers like hype up Tiger Chen's next opponent he's a he's a crane specialist and he's a knockout artist. Uh, and then Tiger, like, brutalizes him. <laughs> just, yeah. like, just, like, punches him square in the chest and knocks him on his ass. And it needs to be said, this guy has an amazing mullet. Oh, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's like, one of the most disgusting mullets I've ever seen. Like, it's, it's gross. Hideous. It's, he looks like, a, he looks like he's from the cast of Cats. Like, that's what this, <laughs> this looks like. When I saw him, I'm like, he looks like uh, uh, Mr. Like Mr. Mephistopheles or something. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mephistopheles. <laughs> the guy with the fireworks. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I, I wanted yeah. to say real quick, um, yeah. I, I appreciate uh, long-winded is a word I would use to describe some of the uh, the... Asian films I've seen, and that's Korean, Japanese, um, but I appreciate them not him not going too far into detail into the the detective character. Like she's exactly what she needs to be. Like she, you can see her motivation, and she's working. We're not getting like two movies in one. Like um, I feel like my problem with Ichi the Killer is that, and that we get too much character development. And I just want to say. I, I appreciated that in this film. Yeah, uh, I did too. Uh, this movie is 105 minutes long, which is a compliment. Martial arts movies sh- tend to be better if they're concise. Um, and yeah, I did like that she's just kind of there to keep the plot moving. Yeah. Like I did, For instance, if this was an American film, I could easily see them giving her additional scenes where she's like getting drunk or something and yeah. is depressed because that one guy she was working with died and it's her fault, so we need to see that she's broken up about it it's like no in china we working professionals are all about our business we get the job done 
regardless of who has to die. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I mean that's part of why I was calling her Lady Cop because from a like a practical standpoint in terms of her utility of the towards the script, that's what she does. That's her role. She yeah. is lady. She is a lady who is a cop. <laughs> She's not a fully formed person, and I didn't need her to be. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, Tiger brutalizes the mulleted one who um if you need a visual uh, to tip you off as to what he looks like, just look up like Eddie Guerrero from like 1997 or 98, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Chinese. Um, anyway, uh, at this point, Tiger gets disqualified from the yeah. tournament because he is violating the spirit of competition because he's very obviously just trying to hurt this guy as opposed to like have a friendly competition with him. Still don't quite know how that works in a fighting competition, but... He must um, have done a move. I know that they're... I don't know if they've eliminated it, but they were trying to eliminate a certain uh, knee kick in the in MMA. And I think he does that kick here, and I think that's what... I think he basically fucks this dude's knee. It's where you hyperextend the knee. I think it's called an oblique kick. I think um, you're right. John Jones does it. Uh, like, his entire gym does that. and Yeah, it's it's like a piercing kick to the top of the kneecap. That That'll... It can, fucking it can, ruin you it can ruin your career in one strike seriously um yeah it, it can make your leg bend in a way it's not meant to and there's if no you, there's no you can't submit to that it just happens and it's like yeah <laughs> i think that if if you were in a street fight or just in like in a self-defense class i would just do the bruce lee fear the guy who's practiced one kick ten thousand times if you can get that one kick down you're you're good. You're golden. They're not chasing you, man. Like no, I mean if if your buddy if you're in a group and your buddy falls down on the ground with his knee pointing the wrong way, uh, no, you don't want any. You don't want any of that. You don't even need it to be pointing the other way. You just need to have the have the feeling of that for a minute. Like oh fuck, like <laughs> that dude's not joking. Leave him alone. Yeah. Leave him alone. But yeah, he does something. He does. Bad. He does it, hit someone. He does hit the guy kind of like that. Um, and there are some cracking noises and some is. some joint locks involved. Uh, but yeah, the referee steps in. And is like you disqualified. Like get out of here. And it's funny because the, the the interviewer runs up to Tiger Chen and she's like, "Is it true, Tiger Chen, that you are possessed?" possessed. Like the other <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're like, "This is totally not how he started out. He must be possessed or something." I like the two commentators. I wish that we had more of them. Yeah. Uh, the young the guy, old the, guy was really funny. Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, I think he's possessed." And they're like, "Go ask him if he's possessed." And she's like, "Are you possessed?" <laughs> she literally uh, asked him, "Like, are you possessed, Tiger Chen?" He's uh, like, "Why would I tell you if I yeah. was?" And he basically like he just bad guy sulks out of or bad guy walks out of the stadium and almost immediately back to the temple. Like it, it seems like it's like back. It's pretty cool, actually, the transition. Um, and you can you can you can tell from like the way this is shot, like he's about to go get it on, and this isn't a training fight. This is there's yeah. there's some anger here, and yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, another cute thing that I only noticed because I had the movie on in the background uh, before we went on the air was uh, his attire. Uh, it starts out like white. Yeah, it's white. Then it's black and white, and now he's in his black phase. Yeah, he's straight uh, up. It's, it's a cute little aesthetic choice that it, it's there if you notice it. If you don't, whatever. I picked up on it when he's fighting. Yeah. I mean, especially con- especially well, when he's all black, it's like it's pretty obvious. Well, the yin and yang, like his his uh, master is wearing all white, and then he's fighting in all black at this point. Yeah, um, 
terrifying shot of Keanu Reeves sca- screaming into the camera, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. That was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure he had a lot of fun doing that, because that was legit scary. Yeah. Um, look look that shot up. If, if you're going to look up the, fir- like the first major fight in this movie and look up that shot of him screaming. <laughs> he needed to be over the top in this. He's too subdued. Like He's just too reserved in this role. Like He's just trying to play... Very stoic and scary. I think if he would have just gone a little over the top with it, it could have been a bit more fun for him. Because like, yeah. like you said with that, that where he just screams at the TV. I'm like, that yeah, that was kind of scary. I'm like, maybe he should have gone a little bit over the top with well, it. Well, it's funny. I actually misremembered part of this movie. Is uh, I've only seen this movie twice now, and the first time I watched it, I I th- I seemed to recall like writing an an additional plot element in there maybe because I was bored or something where uh, Keanu Keanu was actually like possessed or was like some sort of supernatural something or other. Well, let's, I, I think you might be onto something because let's, let's talk about this fight now with his master because there's something yeah. interesting that happens here. Yeah. Uh, you want to, you want to introduce us to it? Cause it, it's kind of cool. He just like storms into the room and yeah. the master's actually like, he actually sees, it. he sees the tournament fight on the TV and he goes home and he immediately starts like warming up. Yeah. He's like, he's coming. <laughs> like it's good. Today's the day. It's like, I told him one too many times to meditate. I guess today's reckoning. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we get a fight between these two guys. It's not a fight. It's really, um, tiger trying to, um, punch his master and, this is a good what three or four minutes of back and forth. He barely touches his uh, his master, and it it appears as that the master is the master is still the master. Uh, <laughs> the teacher is still the master, and um, <laughs> they go back and forth for a while. Uh, this choreography wasn't incredible. Like this was, I didn't care for it. It was really close up. We didn't get full body shots. It was well, most seventy five year old man. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Like you said, compared to the first fight, which or the first tiger fight, which was really good, um, but this is yeah, this wasn't that great. But uh, there, he he ends up uh, getting a strike on his master, but then his master uses some. He harnesses like almost Hadouken, like a like a fireball, except it's an in, like he uses like it's like an energy punch, and mm-hmm. he you can see it actually move his stomach, so he doesn't actually touch him, and he throws some kind of force at him and gets him in the sternum stomach area and it knocks him back a few feet and takes him to his knees they end up stop fighting and uh they have an exchange i don't remember what the exchange was really i just know that it was they are not leaving on good terms right now yeah uh, actually it's kind of neat because the master basically tells him like you're walking a path right now you are free to walk that path so he's he's leaving the choice up to him it's like you know Part, part of what makes this scene pretty good, and this is actually something I could see easily getting bungled in a Hollywood script, is that there's no dialogue during the fight. No. Uh, in fact, the, the sound is dropped out, and it's all just music and, and watching them move. And that's part of what makes it kind of a striking scene, is also the fact that the master is not fighting him. He's... He's dancing with him, basically. He's yeah. deflecting everything. He's redirecting everything. He's not trying to hurt him, but clearly tiger chen is trying to hurt him which makes for an interesting structure to the choreography because you have one person who is engaged but is clearly not does not have the same objective and it feels like a 360 i don't i don't know if it if we kind of do like a u-shape where we're going like back and forth but it felt kind of like we were doing a 360 through this fight 
Yeah, we haven't mentioned the camera work in in these fights, but it's very fluid. Very, it's yeah. like steady cam shots, but it's very, it's a very floaty camera that's very elegant and it follows action very tightly for the most part. Um, in the in the fight scenes that happen in that that booth, like the room with the mirror, um, mm-hmm. I found the camera work in there to be the most engaging because uh, they have enough room, to, they have enough real estate to work with where they can pull uh, pull it all the way back. And they get the framing just right where it's like you can see everybody head to toe, but they don't look like midgets, uh, which is really important because a lot of these guys actually are very tiny. Very, <laughs> and, very it, short. and it, and it, it does uh, rob some of the impact of some of the blows. But um, yeah, the, the editing in the scene is, is thought, a, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty a, good. It's a bit snappier, I think, because, again, 75-year-old yeah. guy. But he, he acquits himself quite well, though. Uh, he, he he definitely performs, um, but um, yeah, uh, Master sends him on his way, and says, "You, this is your path to walk. I'm not going to stop you either way. I'll be here, maybe if the temple doesn't get bulldozed." <laughs> but Tiger starts puking on his yeah. way out. <laughs> it's uh, very he, little. It, it it's important to know. It's very little. It's just very little bit. And he wasn't, as we'll see later. He wasn't completely knocked down by this, but it's it's just enough to like stop him in his tracks but he's able to keep going and he i thought he was puking up something and it was not think, he you know what i mean i think the first time i watched this that's how i that's how i read it as well so i think like you're something supposed, was being something was being expelled from him like you have something in you and i'm like he's almost like showing him like look it's it's like a purification almost yeah yeah like like but the, it doesn't. It, the, it, the Hadouken like like cleared his system in some in some fashion. It's like it's it's in you. Like you can get it out of you, but it's not out yet. But you need to see that it is in you. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought that was. It, I thought that was an interesting shot. I thought that was kind of neat, and how it plays out in the film is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we find out. Uh, I think after this, um, that the the temple is not going to be preserved, and. He goes to see his girlfriend at the at the office, and she's kind of um, kind of ignoring him. She's not she doesn't have good body language with him right now. He's like, "Why? What's going on?" She's like, "Yep, yeah, it's not gonna be preserved." And he's like, "Why? What the fuck for?" And they're like, "Because you got disqualified, dude. And like, this isn't like how is this supposed to? Be? You're trying to say that this um, temple represents this art of like the the, the art of Tai Chi." And it's a, it's very important. He's like, well, this isn't that. This isn't what <laughs> that. This doesn't represent that motherfucker. And uh, she, he's just like, who who did this? And he's like, my mean my mean lady boss, basically. Who's and, right over there? Right over there. <laughs> and he storms in there, and uh, she tells him, like, look, dude, it's just not gonna happen. Like, you 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 fucked you fucked up, and uh, we're gonna tear it down. So yeah, and he takes off in a huff, and it's actually kind of a cool shot because like he's storming out of the office uh, the hottie's like where are you going what are you doing and he like has no time for her uh, he actually like pulls no out things the phone. no time yeah. <laughs> and like as he's heading out of the office he actually like slaps the camera it's like a it's like a fourth wall breaking moment where, like he gets too close to the camera and he actually like pushes it away i noticed that yeah, yeah it's cute I'm... like it didn't need to be there but it was a fun little moment um and he calls keanu and demands a fight uh, like for the first time, he's like, "I need a fight." <laughs> this is my favorite Keanu line in the whole oh, what's movie. What's that? What was I'll your get favorite? you a fight. It's just like he's like, "I want to fight." He's like, "I'll get you a fight," and that's the whole conversation they have. 
Yeah, deep stuff. Yeah. <laughs> needs to be uh, said that uh, at this point, Lady Cop has contacted Tiger Chen. Yes, yeah, she has. He's not working with her yet, but she's planted the seeds. She's planting some seeds, yeah. Yeah, and then she's going to fuck the flower. <laughs> he does call her out. He call, like she, she says who she is, and he's sitting there talking to her. He's like, HBOC. He's like, it's Hong Kong, right? And she's a like, long way from Hong Kong. Yeah, he's like this. He like he knows it's not in her jurisdiction, so he's like, well, there's nothing you can really do. So he just walks off to his. <laughs> she like ab- she gives a look like, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ch- Chinese like when we're not in the slums, but when we're not presented with a nice place to live, I don't know what constitutes a place to live over there. Like they're outside his apartment. I'm like, that's an apartment. I don't even know what that building is. It's. It's very confusing. I don't it looked, understand. It looked like the back entrance to a really sleazy fish store. <laughs> exactly. That's exa- that's you could not have made it any any more perfect. Yes, that is exactly what it looks like. And I'm like, that's his apartment. Like, yeah, he looks like he's going into like a barn supply store or something. Like the back yeah. entrance. Um, on the on the catching up on Blu-ray we did not too long ago. Um, I mentioned a movie called Big Brother. That's a Donnie Yen movie that came out last year. Uh, it's like I said, it's a Dead Poet Society, but with uh, ex-Marine oh, martial artist yeah. teacher. Um, there are some important things in there, like small details that probably mean nothing to a Chinese audience, but for an outsider, it's like eye-opening. Because uh, several of the characters, I mean, it's, it takes place at a high school, and a big part of the plot is dealing with uh, the student body and their relationship to Donnie and their new teacher. Um when we get to see these high school students in their homes and seeing what those homes look like, it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've lived a blessed life. <laughs> like, holy shit. Because, like, the, 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 two, the two brothers live in an apartment with your dad. They have bunk beds. And mm. the, one, the one brother's room is his bunk bed with a curtain. Oh, gosh, yeah. That, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> not great. That's not great. And dad lives in the living room that is two feet from said bunk bed. <laughs> and it's like, that's normal. That's <laughs> and this more. this tenement building has like 500 people in it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's eye-opening. Um, anyway, uh, shirtless fight. Uh, shirts are off because Tiger Chen has abs and he needs people to know it. Um, by the way, he has a gigantic palm imprint bruise on his sternum now, uh, thanks to his master and the lesson he taught him. Uh, so the shirtless fight is a uh, bait it's and switch. Fight. It's not a fight. Uh, this this uh, gigantic Russian fella uh, is it's funny because when I first saw him, I was like, is that Silvio Simak? And then when he went down like a bitch, I was like, ah, I can't be him. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that was him. <laughs> So Silvio uh, Simak is Croatian, and his his uh, physical attributes are unmistakable. Like as soon as you see him, it's like, yeah, that's that's Silvio. <laughs> like, uh, uh, he's Steph, super jacked. <laughs> Steph was watching this this scene. She's just like, oh, that's gonna be a tough fight for him. And like before it even happened, I'm like, nope, there's not even gonna be a fight. Like I'm like I'm telling you right now, it's not even gonna be a fight. Well, and, when he calls Keanu and says, get me a fight. <laughs> well, no, I, I mentioned to her, I'm like, this happens a lot in the movies that I've seen, uh, like even in previews. Um, I remember there's a there was a preview for a Jet Li movie where he's about to fight a dude who's twice his size, and he just runs up and just like knees him in the face, like. I've noticed that um, in some martial arts movies, uh, 
they make they make an example out of the big guy. It doesn't like size doesn't matter. Like skill well, is what matters. It's it's very important, especially for like Chinese martial arts, because one thing that most Chinese martial artists don't have going for them is size. Yeah. Uh, and also from a filmmaking standpoint, yeah, the guy who's gigantic and and looks great on camera, he he looks great. But if you ask him to do complex choreography, it might be difficult. Yeah. Um, so in, it's almost in your best interest to either keep it simple with them or get rid of them quick because you're not going to be able to put together a lengthy, complex sequence with them. In fact, uh, the mountain, uh, Hop Thor Bjornsson. Yeah, we just uh, call him the mountain. Uh, Hop Thor Bjornsson, uh, Icelandic, I believe. Uh, yes. Strongest man in the world currently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in the most recent kickboxer film and he has a good five minute scrap with uh what's his face i can't even remember the guy's name oh uh elaine moussey uh who's french i believe uh one of the biggest letdowns actually for me in recent days i've i was really hyped on that guy but he just doesn't seem to have it <laughs> anyway the two of them have like a five minute scrap and it's fun for like the first two and then it starts to run out of steam and I think a lot of it had to do with what can we do with this six foot nine gigantic man who, by the way, is taking days out of his his real life career of being the strongest man in the world to do this. So I'm sure they only had a few days to work with him because, I mean, I think you you actually told me like a little bit about his like training regimen where it's like torture day in day out the amount of calories that he has to take on a on a daily basis like it's it's force he's to force feed himself on a daily basis yeah and imagine imagine trying to do that on the road on a film set like and and doing like this is cardio i mean you're you're doing you're you're doing choreographed fight sequences like that's got to be annoying as hell (laughs) it's like it's like you know i could be doing things that are much more important to me right now and every day i'm on the set i'm actually getting weaker and smaller thanks guys (laughs) um it might be worth you watching spoiler alert for any game of thrones fans spoiler alert spoiler alert we finally (laughs) get he plays he plays uh the mountain in game of thrones of course and his brother is the hound who's one of my favorite characters from the series uh and it's his older brother and they have a very hate hate relationship and he finally gets to uh he's he's terrified of his older brother who is the mountain he's way bigger than him and they get the showdown again and uh they have a fight uh knife and fisticas so it might be worth checking I'm not going to get into that right now. That's a whole okay. other thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it might be worth you watching if, you, if you're if able to catch it. I might look it up. Um, I still need to look up that other one you told me about. Oh, uh, the Mountain vs. the Viper? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That... <laughs> Emotionally charged. That emotion. That is one of the most painful episodes of television I've ever had to watch. That was brutal. All right. Well, we'll not spoil it on the air. But yeah. Long story short, Silvio Simak, gigantic Croatian man, shows up to basically fall down. Uh, Tiger Chin nearly murders him. Yes. Uh, and at this point, we get a repeat of the opening of the movie where Keanu is on the PA and saying, "Finish it. Yeah. Finish him." Uh, and of course, Tiger doesn't do it. And then uh, Keanu just like in the opening of the film, steps into the arena wearing his black mask and his black gloves, and he shoots Tiger Chen that same, like, you done let me down, son. Look, it's pretty great. <laughs> and then he snaps Silvio Simak's neck. And uh, 
they meet in the locker room after the fight, he and Tiger. And Tiger's like, you know, I think I want out. And we get a really awkward laugh. Yeah, from yeah it's very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get out. It's yeah, it's really awkward. I'm like, Jesus, okay, this movie's really starting to go downhill quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not very good. He basically tells him like, dude, you're this is the like it's like the mo- like I want out of the mafia. Nope. <laughs> nope. There's one way out, son, and uh, it's it's not by you just walking away from it. Um, yeah, don't don't let anyone walk behind you when you walk into a room. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, oh no! <laughs> yeah, he had that coming. Um, yeah, yeah. So he he's basically like, no, you're gonna keep fighting, and yeah. uh, he decide. I, I don't. Do we see him actually? Uh, do we see Tiger actually go to the police? Uh. No, um, there's a cool moment here though, because uh, as Keanu is chuckling to himself and leaving the locker room, he says, "I'll see you in three days." Oh, and then yeah. Immediately from there, we get a really cool time lapse shot. It's mostly CGI, but in concept, it's it's cute. I liked it, where it's basically night shot of Hong Kong, and then the camera tilts up to the starry sky, continues to rotate, and then it descends onto beijing in the daytime and then it pulls back through a window and into tiger chen's apartment in beijing uh so we got to see three days basically transpire in the over the course of a single shot and like i said it's mostly cgi but in concept it's really cool Uh, and so i guess tiger chen thought it over during those three days and at some point uh uh he oh he does meet with lady cop so after 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 the days go by he does meet with lady cop and simon yam uh, and they form a plan to take down keanu reeves uh, the idea being the, exactly the same as what she tried to do with the other guy hopefully it doesn't get this guy killed um lingering shot of simon yam looking suspicious because of course <laughs> if you if you're paying attention at all you will have noted that simon yam is well he's simon yam uh Tiger gets picked up by Gong. Uh, if you if you remember, he's camera the guy, guy who yeah, the camera guy, the very friendly camera guy. And then we get this really great song while they're driving down the road. Uh, Respect the Polk guy. Um, I can't be certain of direct translation, but Polk guy in Cantonese, uh, whenever I see it subtitled, is like bastard or like son of a bitch. It's it's a bad word. Gotcha. It's something it's something you call like that son of a bitch and uh it's something that i hear my friend who speaks cantonese say when she <laughs> when she's talking about people she doesn't like um, oh, but yeah the yeah. song is respect the Polk guy and then i don't know if it was intentional but gong singing along with it is completely out of sync <laughs> it's i think it's it's intentional and it, it makes it a really good scene because it's kind of like it's very charming because be, tiger's kind of just like like what the fuck dude um, but he, the, the car is being tailed by lady cop, um, trying to, nope, not Xing Za, not, uh, Xing Sha. That's the hot lady. Um, the hot lady is the other one. Uh, the lady cop is following and, uh, she's got a GPS tracker on his phone. It looks like, yeah. and, um, Keanu, uh, <laughs> calls up a uh, tiger. He's like, Hey, uh, can you hand the phone over to uh, what's his face? And he's just like, there's nothing on the other end. You go, okay, boss, got it. And he just throws his phone out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. 
and he just shoots him a look like you know why um mm-hmm. and lady cop uh they, they keep driving on lady cops like losing the gps signal she looks down she's like i just passed it like his phone's right here it stopped and then bam she just gets hit by a truck yeah and i was like lady cop you suck at driving <laughs> no, no no i said the same thing and my girlfriend's like no, no 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 she was on the right side of the road that truck was on the wrong side of the road but i was like yeah i did it was hard to it looked like she just wrecked i'm like i, th- I think she just fucked up because well, she was she was distracted driving she was not looking where she was going. She would have seen that the guy was in her, yeah, seen that the guy was in her lane. But no, yeah. she was she was too preoccupied with the GPS thing. By the way, this car wreck that she's in, she's dead or paralyzed oh, or oh, she, not walking. She, she is chunky salsa after this. This is a fucking car wreck. Like this is bad. Yeah, there's no, no she, getting up. Yeah, she she would be a human water balloon that did not survive the crash (laughs) best case scenario she's broken several bones and has a concussion like she's not getting up and doing what she does next which is um the the truck driver goes down there to get her out of the car and come to find out uh, he's a bad truck driver and starts choking her uh and she shoots him in the she we get a cool uh cool chest uh good squibs yeah tasty squibs squibs. tasty squibs Three of I, them too. I let an audible. I'm like, fuck. Okay, that was pretty good. They they spared no expense when it came to the squibs. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what was kind of shocking. Is in terms of like on screen bloodletting, there isn't much in this movie. But this this is the only instance in which someone is shot on film in this movie, and it's pretty tasty. It's like yeah. juicy. Um, I wanted more of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she survives, and now she's like trying to contact the police station because she's like ah shit's going bad we need to fix it um at this point we i think we cut to simon yam and keanu reeves having a, a very brief exchange it's actually kind of funny where keanu's like is she dead and simon's <laughs> like yeah yeah boss she's dead yeah. and he's like good enjoy the enjoy your evening <laughs> and he just like walks past him it's like can't be bothered with the small details um and then this is when the uh the hype package, the hype video gets played. And this is where, I guess, the last shoe that can be dropped in this film gets dropped, where uh, Tiger Chen is gearing himself up for his next fight. Uh, there's more bamboo. Uh, and then to hype up the crowd, uh, they put up on this big movie screen, like, a hype package of Tiger Chen. And we get to see, like, every moment of his life that we've seen over the course of the movie so far played back for us, including, like, footage from his childhood and stuff. So, basically, we're watching a movie within a movie. So, his his entire life, all the fights he's had, all of his personal developments and declines have, have been packaged in, like, a reality TV format that's being streamed online. And... His face is supposed to communicate something. Uh, I guess he's upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or shocked <laughs> or just confused. One of those yeah, emotions. Something like that. Um, the uh, the title for this hype video is Journey into Darkness. And uh, I think Keanu says the phrase, we want to see the loss of innocence. That's what's explained to Tiger, is that this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Is that yeah, the nice exposition mm-hmm. dump here. Yeah, is that people don't just want to see fights and violence they want to see a good person go bad like we want to see a real life journey into darkness uh and he's not wrong i mean reality tv does exist <laughs> um i don't know that anybody's ever attempted to do a, 
a reality TV martial arts show except for The Ultimate Fighter. Um, but that just mostly involves drunk people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 who, are, who, are eating re- who are eating regularly. regularly. Yeah. Uh, trying to make weight while getting drunk regularly and living in a house with far too much testosterone. <laughs> Way too much testosterone. <laughs> um, and then this is like the most bittersweet element of this movie. Um, the the hot lady with the robot voice introduces the two fighters. Uh, it is Tiger Chen and Iko Uwais, who, who is, is a Indonesian Indone- Indonesian fella who by this time, I think the raid came out 2011, 2010, around there. So it was at and Merentau like a year or two before that. So he was a rising star at this point. He was a known quantity. Um, major get for this movie because this is now he's he's like approaching household name kind of status like he's a big fucking deal now Um, but at this point it's like holy shit that's the guy from the raid Uh, and then this turns out to be another non-fight yeah it's like god damn it (laughs) it's like you got like arguably the most talented guy out there right now and you didn't do anything with him so he shows up he looks fucking it's a really bad idea to put him and Tiger Chen on screen together because in terms of charisma, he blows Tiger Chen out of the fucking water because he's got like a very expressive face. He has like a very distinct way of moving because Silat is not something that you see in movies very often. Uh, he's the total package, like top to bottom. And the entire fight consists of him chasing Tiger Chen around and Tiger Chen saying, I don't want to fight you. I won't fight you. I won't fight you. And he keeps pointing at Keanu, I'll fight you. (laughs) And uh, it just literally just run around for a while. It it actually takes, it takes a bit too, too much time running around, actually. It's it's too long, yeah. Yeah. And finally, Keanu comes out with his, uh, with his weird mask on and uh, he ends up, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tiger ends up kicking him in the head, basically, and knocks his mask off and then right about that time he says something to him, like you owe me a life or something yeah that's his, his big quote he says it a couple times he's like you owe me a life and then face kick and then the cops show up uh i do like uh the hot announcer lady's demeanor when the cops uh, show up on her she's just like raises an eyebrow and kind of smiles like what <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever bro <laughs> um they catch the the main inspector who was at this place um, yeah, simon yam gets arrested yeah obviously yeah and uh Um, go ahead main thing to take away is that keanu loses his mask and i think the entire point of him having that mask other than he maybe he thought it looked cool was that it it hides him whenever he needs to step in front of the camera so he can't be implicated in anything so now the live stream has captured him and i'm guessing because the police are involved and they were monitoring said live stream now they have their proof so now he's like legitimately wanted as opposed to just like suspected yeah so he's fucked and he knows it and he storms off in a huff uh tiger gets put into a cop car and they're like everything will be all right uh and then we get an embarrassing shot of i think it's supposed to be keanu swimming from hong kong to beijing i guess it's a man swimming and and he appears in beijing next time we see him (laughs) <laughs> yeah they um he just shows up at the temple um looks like he jumped off a motorcycle like basically 
Yeah, with his Tiger outfit. Tiger heads to the temple. He's in casual wear finally. Finally. I got very tired of seeing him in his like traditional kung fu gear. It just doesn't I know it's like tradition stuff to have like a uniform or an outfit, but I I was raised on like modern kung fu movies, so I'm actually accustomed to seeing people in blue jeans and leather jackets go at it. And it just looks better if you ask me. So he's in casual where he goes to the temple uh, to pay respects, I guess. Uh, he brings a statue of some Chinese deity or or historical figure. I actually don't know the name, but you see him in a lot of places, like a lot of new businesses and things along those lines. It's like, it's like a protector, I guess. Good luck charm kind of. Good luck charm, I can see that. Yeah, uh, he drops it off at the temple. And when he's on his way out, though... Yep, Keanu steps in, and he's also in casual wear, finally. Uh, throughout the entire movie, he was wearing, like, snazzy suits and stuff. And he just steps out from around a corner and rushes at Tiger Chen and says, You owe me a life! For, like, the second of three times he says that in this movie. And then, final battle. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> let's put it this way. Tiger has beat every discipline of martial art in the, in China and other places. Um, now he's going to fight the boss. Uh, a 41-year-old Keanu Reeves who can't lift his leg higher than his hip in this fight. It is bad. And I'm sitting there watching it with Steph. I'm like, this is the final fight. If this is anything like Japan, this is going to be 10 minutes long. And <laughs> I'm like, please don't be 10 minutes long because he, It. I'm sorry. If Keanu, if you're listening, we love you. We adore and you. We there's adore entire, you. There's a reason we are devoting an entire month of our lives to you. But... What was your reasoning? I like. I know you have to. You're the. You're the villain. You have to be the last person that they. This the the hero sees. But was there no other option for him to do a final boss fight? Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I actually prefer doing it this way than if they had done it some other way. Like there, there are many ways to structure a final boss fight. One is you have the final boss be feeble. So instead of you instead of you fighting him directly, he throws other people at you and then when you get through them, you just like have that moment where he's like all his defenses are down, he's pathetic and then you m- show him mercy or something. It's like this isn't going to be a fight because he's not a challenge for me. Um in this fashion though, you have a contest between two guys with it looked like very little doubling I think I only caught one shot, like maybe one instance where it wasn't Keanu in the frame. Uh, so he did almost everything, if not everything, um, himself. And that's admirable. Um, but yeah, in terms of matching the spectacle of what came before, there was just no way they could do it, not with him involved. Um, and it's also like a weird dynamic because when uh, Keanu's a tall guy. He's six one, yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty tall, and it's really strange seeing him. Despite that, it's it's very strange seeing him portrayed as the bigger, stronger person in a fight. Yeah, it's just not something that gets done too often in, in like his Hollywood movies. He but towers this one, over Tiger because like of it, the size disparity. They were kind of forced to make it seem like he was dramatically stronger than Tiger Chen, and to the point that. Uh, he was actually moving like an agent from the Matrix movies, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I totally which is really funny, especially since uh, Yuan Wu Ping was the same choreographer who worked on those movies. So it's like maybe he took some notes from his his work, his dealings with Hugo Weaving, and was just like, "What if we just take this page 
and teach it to Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking you could even do, you could have done like a gladiator where he like injures him, like mm. like he's not he's not fighting fair basically. Like he like shoots him in the leg or something or I mean, breaks they his hand. They really could have done something like that where he fights very dirty or he has a weapon or I mean there's plenty of dust and dirt everywhere. He could have been throwing shit in his eyes. Yeah. Or But you Yeah. Yeah, it just it was poorly execu- it was poorly thought out, poorly executed. It was also the wire work was more apparent than elsewhere. I mean, there there is wire work in almost every fight in the movie. There but is it's less apparent. It's it's subtle, but I like being able to notice it. That there's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a complete like the wire work in that is completely different. Where it's blatant. That's a diff- it's a, it's a different style of film. It's yeah, it's an, actually a different genre. Yeah, like, but, I'm, but wuj- wuj- act, is something else. But the actual wire work itself, I like being able to notice it, but I don't want to like have it like oh my gosh, that's wire work. like the Matrix where. You can see it clearly happening when he fights uh, Lawrence Fishburne that first time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, there's, it's funny. There's as many good wire gags as there are bad ones in this. Like, one that I really liked was a, uh, I think like Tiger kicks off of him, and attempts to like put some distance between the two of them. So like he's mid air and like he kicks off of Keanu's chest and is like flying backwards and Keanu actually like grabs him by the ankles and like yanks him back down to the yeah. ground. It's like that's pretty fucking cool. Not not at all realistic, but whatever. Um and then there's a really lame one where like Keanu wheel wheelbarrows him. So he like picks him up uh by by the ankles again and like he lifts him up off the ground so his head is facing like the top of his head is facing the ground. And then he like gives him a, a front kick to the back and it makes him go flying like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. like, that didn't look like that forceful a kick. Um, Keanu does some fun acting here though. His crazy face made me laugh so hard because there's a part where like halfway through the fight. So the, the rhythm of the fight is the first half of it. Keanu is utterly dominant. Uh, he's just too big and strong and, and uh, there's some good hand work in here and Keanu's just beating ass basically. And then halfway through, again, be like water. It's the, it's the Bruce Lee thing where you adapt. So Tiger Chen adapts his game plan, starts doing strictly more Tai Chi-oriented movements, starts to get the better at Keanu. But right before that transition point, like there's a moment where Tiger Chen is frustrated and he's starting to like lean into that dark side vibe again. And he has Keanu on the ground. And he's like, punch him in the face. Like, And there aren't a whole lot of instances where people get punched in the face in this movie. It's kind of weird. It's mostly like palm strikes and like strikes to the chest and stuff. But he's like wailing on him on the face. And Keanu's like laughing at him with this big dopey smile going, ah! And it's like, whoa, that's a crazy face. That is a crazy um, face. Uh, but yeah, the conclusion of the fight, though, is Keanu tells Tiger Chen, you're nothing. Uh, not before he tells him one more time that you owe me a life. Um, and Tiger actually just like whispers to himself, I am nothing. And it's like, oh, that's that like Zen kind of concept of like harmony within yourself leads to strength and like inner peace and stuff. And uh, then he does a double Hadouken on Keanu. So the same move that his master did to him, but with both palms. And uh, instead of... Uh, what falling on one knee and puking a bit Keanu like just spazzes out and has a seizure and dies 
Yeah, he, he, he just dies from this, and that leads me to believe that this move is uh, killing the evil, or, or I guess... That's kind of how I interpreted it the first yeah. time I watched it. Second yeah. time, I just was like, oh, he did a thing. He had too much. The, the thing was is that Keanu had too much in him, and that's what killed him. That's why yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you could interpret it that way. Um, but Master is proud of this. Uh, and what I think is kind of funny is that... Uh, so, the temple is saved now. Uh, despite the fact that a foreigner died, <laughs> died there. Yeah. Or, or was was killed there. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Like nobody cares about that? Okay, that, that'll increase the property value. <laughs> But yeah, our uh, ending sequence is like what all the all the government folks and like the hottie and the people from her office, they're at the temple. Uh, they're signing some sort of paperwork that tells us the audience that the temple is now safe. We don't have to worry about being bulldozed anymore. Uh, and then Tiger takes the hottie from the office up to a scenic like lookout point. Uh, she does the cute girl thing where you scream and hear the echo across the trees. It's a cute Asian girl thing. I don't know about all girls, but yeah, <laughs> it's what they say. Um, and then, uh, yeah, credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one can assume they hook up, uh, though. I again, I don't think Tiger Chen knows how. So no, it's, <laughs> not, it's kind of an afterthought in this movie. Um, that it's not really there. Um, yeah. So that was yeah, Keanu Reeves' uh, directorial debut with. Uh, It's better than I thought it was going to be. It's not a terrible movie. As far as fight movies go, I found it more engaging than some of the things you've had me watch. Um, Aww. <laughs> uh, Looking at you, I, Undisputed 2. I think it's worth watching just because it's, you know, a Keanu Reeves movie, and it's it's pretty well done. It definitely, There's definitely problems with it, though. I, I think, like, the strongest thing it has going for it, actually, is aesthetics. Yeah. Like, it's a handsome film in a it lot of ways. It is a handsome film, yeah. Like, the camera work is good. A lot of attention was put towards the lighting and uh, set construction. Because, actually, a, a lot of... Pretty much any time you're seeing wires, uh, except for maybe the temple, uh, it was on a constructed set. And, you know, that's that's a huge boon when you're doing a like a fight choreography intensive movie because you need time to, to do those scenes correctly. And if you have a closed set where you can just, you know, take down walls and readjust lights and set up wire rigs without having to bring in cranes and shit, like, that's that's huge. So you're, you are doing it right, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I think from a production standpoint, it's actually a pretty, pretty solid movie. Um, the script is really basic stuff. Uh, it's very, like, archetypal in a lot of ways. It's like the prototypical uh, martial arts journey. Um there's a there's a movie called uh was it fatal fatal contact um it's a Wu Jing movie uh, he's he's the guy that's in those wolf warrior movies that made like all the money in China like we're talking like billions of dollars um anyway uh, he's a he's a martial artist that I did not expect to go anywhere he became like the biggest star in China right now um the plot of it is about like a a martial artist that's on the Olympic team, like the Wushu team, mm. and uh, he gets he meets a girl in the big city, and she lures him into doing like underground fighting so they can get paid, 
and the whole plot of the movie is about like this good country boy getting taken to the big city and like drained for all he's worth and like there's it's it's actually a very dark story that doesn't have like the the positive notes that this one has um there's also a channing tatum movie called fighting that had like i swear they actually stole the plot from fatal contact the movie sucks fighting does rather um i watched it because i was curious <laughs> but, but yeah what the point i'm trying to drive home is that there are a lot of stories very similar to this but this one does it well enough that it's like it it justifies its existence <laughs> it should have made a little bit more money i don't know why it didn't make more money it needed a better fight at the end i can tell you that much but uh yeah i'm not sure well, why it did so bad yeah i don't know why either but I, i'm sure a lot of it had to do with marketing and again tiger chen like <laughs> he's he's kind of a thing now but at the time i don't think his name carried any weight even in china Gotcha. So it's like we're we're trying to like make this like a, a next big thing kind of movie like a steven seagal is above the law <laughs> nah. steven seagal is above the law <laughs> that's the that's the best title structure there's ever been so and so is the title of the movie um but it was not above the law it was fail failure to launch but i don't know i'm i'm glad it exists i'm glad keanu gave his his buddy tiger chen a gift and by the way i um i skimmed the imdb for john wick 3 tiger chen's in there oh nice and silvio simak uh the big the big guy that yeah. didn't do anything <laughs> yuri yeah the guy who's yeah did nothing yeah so keanu reeves he's apparently the coolest guy in hollywood because he makes friends everywhere he goes <laughs> um anyway uh thank you for joining us as we caught up on man of tai chi uh, i believe next week will be the conclusion of our catching up on Keanu month and Kyle what will you be having me watch I'm gonna let you watch a little Japanese gym called 47 Ronin ah I I don't know much about it I I do know the original story Uh, I'm sure you do I I seriously doubt that the title bears any resemblance to the original story but uh, fun fact the movie came out the same year as Man of Tai Chi so Mm. I guess we'll see which one scratches our Keanu itch better yeah Um, that being said uh thanks for joining us Uh, until next time see ya